Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 129 for May 22nd, 2010. I'm your host, Chris Rivet, here, here with you with our wonderful panel of panel goodness. Uh, first off, Mr. Michael Tidwell. We will fight for the glory of the Alliance. Oh, oh you're playing WoW now. All right. No! Our beginner alliance! <laughs> That's a wow call <laughs> for the alliance. Yes. <laughs> um, awesome. Emmanuel Marino. Hi, everybody. And Phil Willis. Penalty goodness, it's magically delicious! All Are right. you British or Irish? I think somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Apparently, he likes Irish spring soap or something. I have no idea. Lucky charms, dude. <laughs> Irish spring soap. Irish spring soap. Yeah, know. Irish spring soap whistle, yeah. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> All right, welcome, everybody. Let's uh, jump right into feedback. We got a lot of stuff to cover on this show today. I got a bunch of feedback. I've got uh, a returning call from somebody who we loved last week. I've got a bunch of news, like a ton of news on Fable, a bazillion Square Enix stories. WoW's trying to charge you for even more than they were already getting out of your pocket every month. But what's new Evil. about that? Evil. <laughs> and then, of Evil. course, I hear um, I hear someone's been playing some Mikami Den. So maybe we'll hear something about that. But Oh, uh, Phil, I can't wait to hear that story. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, let's start off with the feedback. Uh, Mr. Optic Mazer wrote in, first off, and told us the following. I enjoy collecting series of RPGs and playing through the games. I've been a bit confused about the Star Ocean series. I'm having trouble finding out which games are originals and which ones are remakes. I'm not even sure how the series fits together. I don't want to end up buying the same game twice. I tried looking for info online but there's not a clear outline of the games. If you could help clarify the series, that would be great. Thank you very much. Okay. Really, there's no there's no Star Ocean wiki. There's like a wiki for everything. I know. Yeah, well. So, um, <laughs> Kiro in the chat room suggests you play Star Ocean, Star Ocean 2, then Star Ocean 3, <laughs> and then stop. <laughs> and you're done. I'm not even sure Star Ocean 3, but okay. <laughs> All right. So, then... here, this is fun. Jack Fox gives us this one. Um, Jack Fox says chronologically, <laughs> Star Ocean 4, then Star Ocean 1, then Star Ocean 2, then Star Ocean 3. But you should ignore Star Ocean 4, unless you want brain tumors. <laughs> Those brain tumors are Phil bad. Phil says, you know, wait, Phil's, Phil, you could just say it. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would say 1, 2, and then half of 3. I kind of stopped halfway through when that, that difficulty jump uh, difficulty went right up to the roof, and my characters were getting one-shotted all of a sudden. That was enough for me. All right. So as far as the game series order goes, it's one, two, three, and four. And is there a five? No. Okay, so it's one, two, three, and four. And I think uh, three screws with the storyline, and and then four keeps going along that, or something like that, I heard. I don't know. I haven't played three, so I don't know. Um, You're supposed to jump in and help me here. But... (laughs) The nah, one, you're on your own, dude. If you want to just do one, I hear two is your choice. No. If you just want to do one of them. I didn't like two as much as you one. You didn't like two as much as one? Okay. But I think it was partly because in one, I was naive, and I'm like, oh, I get to go and kill stuff and have so, my party. It's great. Right. The original, and then, yeah. And then you learn all the synthesis crap just to mm-hmm. finish the game, and you're like, well, I'm playing two, and there's all the synthesis crap, and I could do that, or I could have fun. Hmm. Oh. If you're going to play the first two games, it's probably best to play them on the PSP, right? Right. The so here, here's, here's how this works. The originals, um, Super Nintendo, PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation 2. Star Ocean 1, Star Ocean 2, Star Ocean 3, Star Ocean 4. Um, Star Ocean 4 was never on PlayStation 2. 360 PS3. Star Ocean 4 is a 360 game. All right. So why did they say... Oh, Kiro's Wait, the Star Ocean 4 came out on the PS3. Thank you, Kiro. 
<laughs> Start, so Super Nintendo, PlayStation, 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 um, then 360. Slash yeah, PS3. it came, came out like pretty slash far PS3. after the fact, but yeah. Wait, what? No, Starson 3 was on Play- PlayStation 2, right? Yeah. No, or 3 was, yes. Yeah, yeah. Goodness so gracious. Super Nintendo, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 slash 360. All right, good. Uh, now, the remakes that are out there are of 1 and 2, and they're both on the PSP, right? Yes. Um, what are the names of the remakes? Uh, first Destination and... No, First Departure. First Departure and Second... Is it just Second Story? All right. Second Evolution. So the point is, it should be very easy. If you see a first, that's for Star Ocean 1. <laughs> if you see second, it's Star Ocean 2. So, um, do we agree that the remakes are good? Should people play them over the originals? Do we have a consensus on that? I didn't play the originals, but I thought the PSP remakes were fine. Okay. Yep. And do it now before your PSP UMD drive explodes. All right, you so sh- you should play. It's, if you want to do them all, get a PSP, play Star Ocean First Departure, Star Ocean Second, whatever the hell it's called, and then get a PS2, Second. play <laughs> 3, cry over how they ruin the story, and then get a PS3 or 360 and play 4, which is a prequel to it all, and nobody has and told then- and I don't. I guess that will give you brain tumors. So you just complain about how terrible the voice acting is. The vo- the well, because are. of the voice acting. So I'm gonna stand by. Just like play one or two. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully that tells you what what's out there. All right. <laughs> or if you want a space game, why not just play like play Star Ocean One and play Star Ocean Two, and then instead of playing three and four, play Mass Effect One and then Mass Effect Two. Oh, or play Infinite Space. Play, wait, 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 wait. Why don't we just what? play Mass Effect 1 and 2 and skip this crap? Yeah, let's just, yeah, just right. do play Mass Effect 1 and 2. <laughs> that, that's our recommendation. The, the Star Ocean 1 is also known as Mass Effect 1, and Star Ocean 2 is known as Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2! And there Mass Effect 3, and everybody and will Kiro be happy. And Kiro keeps recommending some space game called Flotilla. I mean, if we're going to go hardcore, why don't you just play Eve, and we'll see you next decade. Is so. that where Tally lives? I know. <laughs> That's where Tali should the live. Flotilla. No, <laughs> oh, no, 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 Eve. Flotilla. Jack apparently does not like Eve. Oh, it's some indie space game with pirates and advisors and bounty hunters. Well, it sounds like Eve, but it must be easier to play. It sounds like Eve. Probably takes a lot less time. Oh, and there's, there's a bunch of animal sure. characters, so you so can be a cat. it's a furry space game. Well, I guess, with roosters. Nice. Uh, not roosters. And, and toucans. I don't know why. <laughs> Oh, come on, Jack. Chris loved Eve. I bet he's still playing it now. I well, I'm training in it. Like I, I'm kind of playing it <laughs> casually. I'm playing it like I play Lord of Ultima, which is I log in, check my training queue, and and come back later and say oh, I'll do more. Oh <laughs> uh, goodness. Anyway, I think it's long enough for Star Ocean. Well, see, I've been training up. Oh, right. Yeah, we should move on. Right. I was gonna say I've been training up my combat <laughs> skills in Eve, so I cannot suck when I do that. But. Um... I no, need, you will. I need a friend in that game. I need someone to go out and mine with. <laughs> that sounds Boy, so that just sounds super fun. <laughs> but I've got a good mining skill set, man. I can I can Great. strip ore out of an asteroid like nobody's business. Don't you Putting know? Putting on the topic. <laughs> All right. I, what did I say? I need a friend. <laughs> what are you putting in? Well, that topic? would be even better. Actually, I'll just put that. <laughs> I was going to say something about stripping ore, but, you know, oh, okay. getting a friend that is even better. That's, that's better. All right. Uh, uh, we got another com- uh, comment from Chaos Child here who says, uh, 
I started listening to you guys a short time ago, so I'm not sure if this has already been asked or not, but I figured it couldn't hurt. I'm a sequential artist, think comic books, but recently I started thinking about doing concept art on the side, which got me wondering, what games do you guys think have or have had the best art for? Characters, designs, backgrounds, etc. Looking forward to hearing more awesome podcasts from you guys. Hmm. Diablo 3. Oh, Chaos Child's in the chat room. Nice. Diablo 3? You like the art on that a lot? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm Blizzard gonna... does a... I was just saying, Blizzard does usually a really good job of showing off their concept art. I love the their cinematic stuff. You know, Blizzard's always been great with their cinematic art. Yeah. Um, I was going to suggest uh, Valkyria Profile. Not Valkyria Profile. Valkyria... <laughs> called the one on PS3, <laughs> Valkyria Chronicles. Or... Goodness gracious. Yeah. Do you just wake up or what? Valkyria. Yes, I'll go with yes, Valkyria with not the dead people. Um, <clears throat> I thought that was pretty good. Just the way that um, keeping watercolor art in a game. Um, actually, and that reminds me of one of my favorite games, character arts, just because the way they translated it into the game, I thought looked like a living, moving, breathing um, watercolor. And that would be um, the characters when you were battling on foot in Xenogears. I really like the way they implemented the artwork there. Well, if you're talking artwork and, and character movement and all that, then you got to go with Okami. Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. I would have to say that if you just want uh, pure, like, real radical style, I, I'm thinking uh, not the Persona games. Those sort of adhere more to a traditional anime style, but um, sort of a lot of earlier Kazuma Kaneko stuff, like Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne 3. Okay. And... Um, Digital Devil Saga, because in those, especially digital, the digital Saga games, is they use a lot of um, Hindu Buddhist influences, and there's like these are the kind of things that you usually don't see depicted in media. Period, especially in a 3D environment, a 3D space. So you get to see a lot of like uh, Buddhist ideas, Buddhist uh, lots of tantric symbols, lotus blossom, sort of uh, his interpretation of what an afterlife would be digitally, and all these kind of things. So yeah, I think Kaneko because he has a really distinctive art style, and he sort of the way he interprets a lot of deities and uh, gods and mythological creatures that we think about every day, we don't, we, you know, that makes it that much more interesting to see these radical interpretations of these things. Just his bondage angels alone are probably worth looking into. Did you just say bondage angels? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, where do I go now? <laughs> I would say um, Final Fantasy XII had good environmental art. Oh, yeah, yes. for sure. But so did Magna Carta too. Mm. Okay. Um, Phil, do you have any picks? His his Phil microphone's died. muted. Is he off the call? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not awake. I, I was too busy in this argument with Kiro about how cool Sins of the Solar Empire was. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, of course, Final Fantasy thirteen also had great environmental art. Uh, it did. Oh, yeah, I do like the art, the environmental art in thirteen. Uh, Dis- I was Disgaea has very fun character art. If you get any of those character books, um, but I, I, I think honest, if you really want to push yourself, try to find the stuff that's radical and on the fringes, not not the, like the mainstream stuff, because I feel like you can absorb that just naturally through your course of playing games. Try to look for the guys so, like, with really the distinctive with art styles. Yeah, some yeah stuff like that. Like even uh even I, it's funny, but even the Mur I think has a pretty distinctive art style that everyone has just seemed to everyone in the middle seemed to emulate. So if you look at the core of what Namura does, I'm not a fan of his work, but I think if you look at the core of what he does, I like I his Disney find... designs. 
I'll admit it. His interpretations of Disney stuff is, like I said, it's very interesting because I feel like he, with his Final Fantasy games, like ten and uh, and tw- and thirteen, he sort of set the mainstream view of what uh, you know a, a Japanese RPG should look like. Mm-hmm. So if you look at his core ideas and where he and his roots, you might find a lot of good interpretation there. So based on what you're saying, what do you feel about Toriyama? Kiritorium. Uh, it's funny, but like I said, it's, if you look at his real, real raw stuff, like original stuff, mm-hmm. I think he did. He was really very much a trendsetter. But by this point, it sort of just seems sort of. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's been twenty I mean, years since he had the yeah. the Dragon Ball style. So you know, you're not and really. And all his stuff still looks alike. I mean, it, Dragon Quest Eight did a great job of implementing his art. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that's all I can really say about it. It's though. true. I mean, it, it's, it's worth good. taking a look at. Absolutely, but it's it. It's true. There hasn't been much evolution in his style over the last twenty years. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what what I like to look at outside of games. That is game artwork. Um, the one thing that comes to me, Mike, you remember that Guild Wars Two art book we got? Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. That so is pretty. I, I awesome. think Guild Wars Two is going to have some some great art assets from that. But hmm. we should get into Guild Wars Two more. Yeah, we should like actually do that trial of Guild Wars One. We keep telling ourselves we're going to play one day. Oh, not that. My, what do I need a trial for? I have the whole game. Yeah, but you didn't want to pay for a subscription. You don't pay for a subscription. You you get Guild Wars, you buy it, and then you play. Oh. Do I have a copy of that? I don't know. If they send you one? Well, how did you get one? I I asked for one. Oh, all right. Fine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> nice. I know people at MCSoft. Okay. Right, right, right. I forgot about that. I didn't... <laughs> Yeah, I should just try it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, with expansions. You need it with expansions. Oh, I got I got the whole pack. Oh, you got the whole pack. Well, yeah. don't you just suck. That's what people tell me. Yes. Hey, but I've got Pirates of the Burning Sea, and, you know, that's much more useful, right? I have t-shirts from there. Is that good enough? <laughs> Let's say booty on the front. Yeah, that's right. Big <laughs> type. All right. So, uh, <clears throat> sorry. The <laughs> Always good when an artistic dis- discussion ends in booty. So <laughs> that's where all the art goes, anyway. Uh, Chaos Child, I also like to plug his uh, Deviant Art site. So chaos-child.deviantart.com. Go ahead and check his artwork out. I haven't really looked at it, so it might be furry porn. I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> uh, hey, go check out my site. It's full of free. No, well, but it porn, looks like good comics. Know. So good. Jace uh, Servant.deviantart.com. No, we can't plug you. You work for the yeah. site. We can't give. It's a, a trick, lad. Plugging. So what is it? JCservant.deviantart.com? Yep. Oh, Chaos Child's <gasps> a girl. So even better. Amazing. Girl we have a female internet. listener. A, yeah, Everyone. We have a female <laughs> listener <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, you know. Might be our first um, person in the chat room. Who knows? There you go. Well, this is good stuff. Gasp. You're, yeah, you're pretty good. You should, um, I don't know. All right. We should move on. So, I had a picture of her face. I want on people the, to plug like good I, art artwork stuff that we're forgetting in the in the thread because I want to be reminded of good artwork for games I haven't looked at in a while. All right. Um, also wanted to mention that Jack Fox. This is still Chaos Child says. I wanted to mention that my buddy Jack Fox, aka Badger Lord, was the one who told me about this podcast, and he's been telling all his friends about it, and we've been passing it along. So go Jack Fox. So there spread we the word. Spread we will the word. Who, Jack Fox has an uh, actually has an email. He says, okay. hello once again, RPG cast. It's the Badger again. First, I'd like to personally thank Chris for getting me unbelievably addicted to Monster Hunter Try during finals week at school. During finals week. Nice work. All right, dude, I did not tell you to neglect your schoolwork. 
That is not my fault. Um, I find it near impossible to put down, except, of course, for 3D.game heroes. <laughs> so you don't really find it impossible to put down then. I, after one and a half hours of messing with the editor, I was able to make a badger, and I'm happy with it. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> you should it share that. It took me that. almost that long to you edit a dragon, so you're faster than I am. This is a great game, and if you like Zelda and you don't have it, you must not own a PS3. Sorry, pause. <laughs> anyway, I have a question for you all. That's awesome. I have a question for you all. A year ago, I quit WoW after playing it for three long rating years, and I've been without a decent MMO since. I tried Aeon, which turned out to be crap, except for the Shugos. After that, I danced around from free MMO to free MMO, unable to find one captivating enough to want to continue playing. What MMOs, if any, do you all enjoy, and would you suggest any of them? So this guy's actually asking for us to talk about MMOs. Um, Jeez, now, that's just opening a can of worms there. Phil's uh, going. I don't know what to tell you, man, because, you know, I liked WoW, but I've been out of playing it most lately just because I, without raiding or having friend, close friends to play with, it's, it's kind of pointless. Yeah, I, I kind of got to agree with Chris on this one. I mean, the only MMO I've ever really gotten into was WoW. I find most of them just to be boring time sinks. Even with friends, the grind just takes way too long to get through. Um, WoW was one of the first games that kind of made that process a little bit faster and easier. And each new patch brings something new to the table. They're always working hard. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's still WoW. It's been out for five years. It's kind of lost some of its charm and its flavor and whatnot. And so my friends have kind of gone off and played their own MMOs. And I don't want to get into another MMO because I've got a life. And, um, yeah, by yourself, WoW just really isn't the best single-player game out there. There's so many There's so many other experiences that are much better. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree. Um, though I, I'm I'm seriously looking forward to Cataclysm and the changes it will break it will bring. So I'm hoping that will be it'll like break. yeah yeah I'm yeah, hoping it'll be. I, I want to approach it like a brand new MMO experience. I'd love to convince like Michael or some other people to play with me, and we'll treat it like a new MMO. We won't have any rating pressure. Just seriously playing for fun and exploring, and we're done. We get to the top level or something. We don't want to play anymore. We're just done. Uh, that that's kind of how I want to treat it, like a world that you have fun with, because. All the all the drama and pressure at the high end is kind of, unless you have people who are willing to go into that with you, it's just not worth putting people through, you know. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, um, I agree. Uh, other games we're looking forward to. Michael might have one. Um, <clears throat> I guess so. <laughs> you guess so. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, we're skirting something here, but uh-huh. you know. I definitely think that Final Fantasy XIV is going to be something that I'm going to enjoy, mostly because I like the people who worked on eleven. They're working on fourteen. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Cough, cough. I've liked what I've seen so far. Cough, cough. <laughs> I and, thought you already um, announced that. <laughs> I announced I was going to play it. I never All announced right. I was playing it. All right. <laughs> I'm playing it right now. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, it doesn't play on Saturday. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, Michael's in the beta. Um, he's alpha. one of the people. Alpha, sorry, Alpha, but uh, he can't really talk much about it because it's got a very restrictive NDA. <laughs> Unless you're Japanese, yeah. If you're Japanese, you just blur your if screens. If you're Japanese and, 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 and you're from Famitsu, right? Yeah, Famitsu or For Gamer or Dengeki. Oh yeah, no problem at all. You want some media? You want some screens? You want to write big giant articles about how awesome it is? Be my guest. You're American? No, screw it. Yeah, go look for some sites. There's some sites out there doing coverage of uh, Final Fantasy XIV, um, and uh, you can check that out. So we're looking forward to that, and hopefully we'll have more announcements of time frames at E3 or something, but who knows. Yeah, I've been trying to get someone to tell me about that, and he's just like, nope, nope, not going to tell you. Um, I will say that 
the biggest drawback to 11 was the fact you couldn't really play solo. And, um, you know, I think 14 is very solo friendly so far. Mm. So, um, and I mean, I think the best part, and, you know, you can read about it, so deal with it. But the best part I like is you go on a quest and it says, how hard do you want to make the quest? If you've got five people, you make it kind of hard. If you've got 15 people, you make it very hard. If you've just got you, might as well go easy. Nice. So it has easy street mode. That's Mike, kind of, yeah, Mike, Mike's going to play it. Mac will, Mac will be all over that one. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of like um, City, City of Heroes. I, I did play some City of Heroes back in the day, and there's two game mechanics that I really wish they would bring over to, to Warcraft, and one of those being the fact that you can go and talk to certain people, and that will allow you to set the difficulty level of the dungeon and or how many mobs uh, are in that dungeon. So if you want twice as many mobs or five times as many mobs as normal, depending on your party size and how ponesome you are, you can you can go ahead and, and do that. The other mechanic I wish they would add into Warcraft, please, oh, please, oh, please, Blizzard, listen to us for once, is, is some sort of uh, sidekicking thing where you can play with a lower-level friend and either bring them up to your level temporarily or go down to their level temporarily and, and get some sort of specialized reward like a ton of extra gold or something because mm. uh, obviously you're not going to get experience for, for fighting stuff 20 levels below you but um in city of heroes i can go when i was playing that back in the day it didn't matter that my friends were 50 levels above me or whatever they would sidekick me and i could go out and do high level content with them or they could come down to my level um and and do some of my low level content and help me out um whereas at warcraft it's just it's just an absolute huge huge barrier whenever there's more than five levels between characters they just kill off your experience or they just want to come and clear out the dungeons for you and then i sit there and watch and why am i playing a game to watch somebody else clear out the dungeons for me so for the loot yeah right, for the loot. it's all about the oh, loot oh yeah for the loot yeah. <laughs> that's what we play for. he's like I'll okay loot. loot this loot this do this don't get killed blah blah, blah. I'm like all right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me a break. You got into it for a while. The first three runs of the same dungeon in the same day, sure. You know, after oh, that. Oh, that was, that was, we were, we were doing that dungeon for, not for loot, we were doing that for experience. Yeah, that was Alduar, or Aldoon, or whatever. That's, yeah, that was an experience run. We yeah. did that one like 12 times. Yep, we were trying to level really quickly. Yep. That's, uh, that's why true. I said I want to do it differently this time. Yeah, I want it to be casual. None of that. All right. No grind. Um, <laughs> it's speaking of uh, syncing, um, I haven't seen it in 14 yet, but 11 does have the level sync. It is a one-way street. You can only go down, but your gear doesn't uh, you know, just fall off. So you, you don't need to find new gear and find everything. I do recommend finding a new weapon. But other than that, you want to drop from 75 to 14? Go for it. All right. Uh, we've got a voicemail now. Uh, and just a little interlude here while I'm waiting for it to load. Uh, you can email us and send us your feedback at podcast at rpgamer.com. You could also send us audio files there. And you can uh, send us voicemails at, uh, what's it called, 608-729-4098. Is that it? <laughs> Why do you ask us? I expect you guys to learn down. it. 608-729-4098. And then we you, can play You make it a calls. song like Jenny and we're all over it. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yes, that's no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Oh, um, before I move on, Badger Lord wanted us to know that uh, June 16th is National Badger Day. We'll be nice. busy at E3. Uh, nice. Maybe we can, we can find a badger outside and take it to E3. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's frowned upon by uh, security. All right, here's our first call. It's a long one, so prepare yourself. Hello, RP Gamer. This is Jesus Zamora, 
and I am still coming at you from 305. I am kind of stuck at the moment, waiting for the uh, for the rain to stop. So I thought I'd call you guys. Um, a couple of things on my mind. First off, Final Fantasy 13 versus Final Fantasy 4. Now I mentioned this in the boards, but I know you guys aren't going to talk about it unless I bring it up here. So here we go. Um, the main difference between the two games is, well, there are several differences really. First off, in Final Fantasy 4, you never really got the idea that the game was holding your hand so much. You know, yeah, your your character switched automatically, but it was more, you know, how the, you know, according to just the natural flow of the story. You know, whereas um, whereas with 13, the only way it could be any more obvious is if a hand came out and took the controller from you and said, "Hey, I'm gonna show you how to play this game." You know, so there's that. Secondly, you know, even though the characters kept switching in Final Fantasy IV, since you had direct control over all of them, you know, you could, you you had access to a wide array of abilities. Still, you know, you weren't stuck just healing. You know, with which was the problem with the Hope mission. Let's face it, it was useless for anything else. Um, you know, you'd have Cecil, and he's always awesome, but you'd, you know, you'd have another damage dealer, you'd have a couple of mages, you know, there was always a, a mix, or at least most of the time, there was a, a good mix of abilities that, that made the game, you know, still still fun, even when perhaps the characters you didn't want were there, or with characters you did like were out, you know, you, you still had a, um, you still had a fun gaming experience. Um, Pokemon designs, yeah. I saw the two characters, and the guy, I guess, looks all right. But if the girl could, would look, if they would have designed the girl any skankier, they would, they'd be running the risk of an MI6. Because, oh, my God. How could anybody let their daughter come out looking like anywhere? You know, the, the cap thing makes enough sense. You know, the little hole in the back of the baseball cap where you can, you know, push your hair through. But, oh, God, that's that is like the skankiest outfit ever, you know. And, and considering the amount of games I've played, um, where it's pretty skanky women, I'd I'd say that's that's saying something. Um, anyways, um, you know, I'm sorry, I haven't had a chance to talk to you guys in a while. Things have happened. You know, I've had you know had a surgery a couple of months ago. I've been doing things here and there, you know, recovering all that other good stuff. And I didn't really want to call you guys from the hospital. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'll leave you guys to your business. And uh, have a nice day. Okay, that's uh, Master Chief. Thank you. Uh, I'm okay. sorry to hear Number about your surgery. One. I didn't know about that. I hope it wasn't from an injury you sustained while giving us a phone call. But um, oh. <laughs> That one time he got hit by the... He was lying. <laughs> it right? sounds like he was getting hit by a car or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Number one, Final Fantasy IV holds your hand until you get an airship. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I, Pretty much all the early Final Fantasies hold your hand until you get an airship. Yeah, yeah, and and the thing about uh, Final Fantasy Final IV, Fantasy One makes you do a little bit of work on your own before that. No, they don't. Yeah, they go do. to this dungeon. Go to this dungeon. Go to this dungeon. Find airship to go to this dungeon. <laughs> but you have to do it all on your own. It's like, right. well, no, but it's like it's not like. In fact, here's say, a ship. Go find a nearby port, like the only place you go to, and then the only figure port. out where you can actually go next. Right. They don't That's tell the hand-holding, though. Right. It's like you can only go one place. Wait, wait. Are you telling me that the hand-holding is built into the game design? Yeah. Whoa. No, 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 no. That, that, this doesn't make sense, because that's, that's like what Final Fantasy XIII is trying to do. 
Yeah, except it only it takes longer to do it in Final Fantasy 13 than it does to finish the uh, first two and Final Fantasy. They have together. text boxes pop up, which I think is what really pull, puts people over the edge. Oh yes, do this now with hope because yeah. he needs to cure, and you like pushing medic all the time for five hours. It's like people complain about the <clears throat> tutorial, yet they don't feel they have enough help for hope. <laughs> so it's like... No, 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 no. There's plenty of help for hope. Hope is just useless. <laughs> if you... Oh, come on. Once you started buffing with him, didn't you like just win that fight? Hope hasn't been on my party. Once you started so... buffing with him on that fight, the one people oh, complain about... Oh, well, yeah, about... because I was like, oh, yeah. look. So once you I do what the menu says... Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but you still have to play it for like two and a half hours with him before you get haste. All right, fair enough. And until he gets haste, he's useless. I I, I used him in my final party because he's got some good buffing abilities and he gets some. He has exactly the same, same buffing abilities as Saz does. Nah, no, they get them in different <laughs> orders. Speaking it doesn't haste. matter. By the time you get to the end of the game, you have the same. And he can ability. heal and Saz can't. I don't need him to heal. I have Vanille. Ah, well. And Vanille has. Yeah, you would uh, you would swap Vanille in for Hope. So, because Vanille has enhanced healing. The problem weapons. is she can't buff. She doesn't need to buff. I have Saz for buffing. <laughs> okay. She can debuff, yeah. <laughs> which is more important than buffing. Right. You had a different party structure, so never mind. Phil, yes, cast I had, quickly I had on this conversation. Vanille yeah, I know. And Saz. <laughs> so, Pokemon Girl does look like a skank. Probably all that needs no, to be not, said. Hey, she's a trendy, oh, no, she's a cool skank. Tokyo girl, all right? That's yeah, what you guys sure. got to remember. Different styles. Different styles? I mean, no. Different styles. I, I was in Tokyo. Nobody dressed like that. Nobody hey, had hey, pockets hey, hey. coming out. You were in Tokyo pants. a year ago, man. Tokyo changes like that. It wasn't a like year. It was that. like no, it was like six months. See that? You hear that snapping? Months. Tokyo just changed. Bam! Tokyo just changed. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> I'm just being extreme for extreme. We stuff. have no idea what's going on in Tokyo. <laughs> <sighs> uh, thanks for the call. Let's move on. <laughs> um, let's. What do I have next? Ah, right. Uh, last week we had. Uh, what the heck is that saying? Oh, I have another voicemail. I'm reading it. Hello, this is Japan. So whenever I see a nonsensical statement like that, that means Google Reader has uh, a Google that. has tried to Japan. translate stuff. Japan. Japan is calling us. <laughs> yes, this is Japan. This is Japan. Obviously, that we are angry about your Tokyo comments. We we will settle this like men. All right. So here's the next call. Hey, RPG cast, this is Draconis. A couple of things. One, Chris, you mentioned in the past that you've played some uh, PlayStation 1 games on your PSP. What program did you use to get the programs onto your PSP unit's memory stick? And two, yes, I did complete both 13 and Crystal Bearers, as well as lending a friend Crystal Bearers after he played some of 13. Both of us agree that 13 is worse than Crystal Bears for both gameplay and story. Later. I said it once, and I'll wow. say it again. The story of Crystal Bears can be summed up by this. Yippee! Woohoo! Let's go! <laughs> All right. That was fine. So that, was that is I, – I, wow. Somebody likes 13 worse than Crystal Bears. Two people. Two people liked it worse than Crystal Bears. Wow. I don't even know how to respond to that. Do you? 
Two out of five million. Go job. Five million. Um, <laughs> as far as the PSP <clears throat> issue, um, I used you know when you have a hacked PSP firmware, what you can do is uh, you can hold down the R trigger while you're booting the PSP, and you can go in and there's like a mode to like turn USB mode into mounting the ISO image of the of the what's it called the UMD that's in the drive. So what I would do is I'd do that click it up to my PC, copy the ISO image off onto the PC, and then just put my memory stick into the PC and copy it onto the memory stick in the appropriate folder, and then you could boot the PSP game. That's just something you can do with uh, with hacked firmware. Um, for PS1 games, it's really complicated. I'm not going to try and explain it here. You're going to have to go read forums like MaxDev or whatever. And I, I, it's, it's, it's to do it right and to get them all to work, it's hard. Uh, uh- to be fair, Sony has been doing a lot more. I've been putting more of an effort to get PlayStation One games up on the store, and I'm pretty sure going forward, there's going to be a lot more games. Uh, yeah. Drank, I think uh, Final Fantasy Nine is available right now. Yeah, I need to get yeah. Final Fantasy Nine. If, on my if you can just buy it off the store, I say just do that because it's going to yeah. work better, and they're not, and they're going to have fixed any of the issues. It's just and it's not worth. You can trying play on your PS3 and your PSP, and you can exchange yep. that data back and forth. So you can you start on your PS start on your PS3 and then finish your game on the PSP. That's right. Yep, I highly recommend that when you can do it. Um, some games that aren't going to come out, you know, what are you going to do? But um, I, I've kind of, I've, I've formatted my PSP. It's no longer hacked um, because I, guess I wanted one of those, to play uh, newer games. So I guess it's one That's, of those uh, time uh, versus money kind of debates. Do you have more time or do you have more money? Yep. And which is more valuable to you? How much is nine? Like uh, nine bucks. Oh, is it, it should be like ten or yeah, it should be like ten bucks. Then I should have enough in my account that I can just go get it right now. Are you going to play it? Heck yeah, that you was You have the enough whole point. stuff to play on PSP and, and PS3, though. All right. Wait, wait, that was the whole point of what? You launched a campaign in your life to make room to play Final Fantasy IX again? No, that was the whole point of waiting and not playing it on the PS2, was I was going to play it when it came out on PSN. Oh, okay. I see. What do you mean not playing it on the PS2? During the year of Final Fantasy. You realize that your PS3 is still backwards compatible with PS1 games, and you could just put in your disc. You realize playing PS or PS One games on an HDTV looks like total crap. Uh, it has smoothers. Yeah. Well, it's going to look like crap this way too. Oh, are you going to play no, it on your PSP? Yeah, I'll play it on my PSP. Oh, okay. So that way it's uh, like little tiny crap. Then it's tiny crap. It's okay. <laughs> it actually looks quite nice on the PSP screen. Yeah, I was about to all. say. Yeah, yeah. Going, I've I've got the PS Three with all the smoothers for PS One and Two games, and um, yeah, when it comes to one games, I can't stand them on a. Big television. Yeah, but I would. I couldn't go back to anything. playing. I was gonna say I agree with you, Phil. But I can't. Like, uh, I can't go back to play P- PlayStation Two games on on anything other than the PS3 because some of those things the smoothers do help out a lot. Yeah, they they on the PS2 games. It's it's indispensable. I I'm yeah. just with there with you. When I f- first started playing uh, PS2 games on my age, when I first got an HD TV, I honestly thought it was broken and tried to take <laughs> it back to the store. I, I serious. I thought there. Were, and I looked at forums and finally figured out that. Yeah, it was just the way it is because PS2 games and HD TVs don't get along. So um, when they had a sale on the 600 gigabyte or 600 gigabyte, I the wish. 600 dollar deals, wow. and they had them down to 350, and I heard they were discontinuing the backwards compatibility. You didn't have to ask me twice. I took my 350 bucks and went down and bought that sucker. I feel like I'm living on borrowed time because, like, once that yeah. thing goes, once it goes, you're screwed. All right. Uh, having a discussion in the chat room about hacked games. See what you RB Gamer and it's and uh it, the company is not support or do not either. support or condone pirating games in any way. 
No, I just want my current PSP games to work on my custom firmware PSP. That's all. The ones I buy, I want them to work. Is that so much to ask? Yes, apparently. Because PSP, cause Sony, you know, that was a news story this week that P- Sony believes PSP, you know, piracy is the PSP's biggest issue. No. That happened at least some good games. I think like two years ago you could maybe make that argument, but now nobody's playing them like at all. It's not. It's not true, Kiro. No one's playing their PSP, pirated or not. No one's playing them. I'm clearly <laughs> no one not cares. holding my PSP right now. Yeah, you're like the only one I know who actually touches his PSP. You know, it's funny life. that the the DS seems to be a, have a big piracy problem too. But guess what? They sell millions of games, and yet Nintendo's still actually with that's it. not true. Well, if you're Dragon Quest, you do. Uh, as for um, well, yeah, as for Dragon Quest, but our company has decided to stop DS development because of piracy. Mm. But you know the funny thing is that I just love how that happens so late in the life cycle as opposed to the PSP. Oh, so so apparently what physics is talking about, Sony's going to throw an extra special hacky pirate anti-pirate code in in new games that'll take oh, yeah, like 30 true. to 60 days no matter what for people to hack around mm-hmm. before people can play them. The problem is that the the big PSP developers, the hackers, they've gotten bored with it and they moved on to other things. So it's just not a good area to pirate anymore. I'm serious, man. Go hack an iPad. Yeah, do- that, I mean, that's what they're doing. They're doing new stuff. They're not doing the PSP anymore. So it, it's like I people tell me piracy this big issue. It's like, well, not if you want to play current game current games at all. <laughs> and you know, I find it so interesting that it's that Warner Brothers games is now saying that they're gonna stop DS development right when the three DS is about to come out. And which is gonna have well, that's security it. They're anyway. stopping the three DS. They're they're moving on to the or they're they're stopping DS to move on to three DS. Well, eventually. They're like, you know what? There's so much piracy. Let's move on to the next better thing and make our millions there. That's just the problem is the piracy is, you know, here it's not near as bad. But in Europe, it's impossible. They said that a million unit seller in North America will sell less than 100,000 in Europe. Ooh, Because the games don't appeal to the audience. It has nothing to do with piracy. PSP piracy is such a pain in the butt to do. No one's doing it. it. Either way. Yes, you just get a flash. I've never seen this again. Nobody I know owns a flash cart. I know four people own flash cards. Yeah, at work. No, online. Online. Okay. Yeah. All right. But you know one of them too. You just don't know you know them. Okay. Are they pirating with it? His name and address is. (laughs) Yeah. Here you go. Read out their addresses. I I I don't think it's as big a problem as people are trying to make it out to be. Remember, remember the stat that came out a few weeks ago that all the statistics we had on piracy were basically made up for the oh, past. Oh, by the like, RAAA? Yeah, <laughs> like oh, for the past yes. ten years, like all that info. Yeah, those were never really based on anything. I, I think that's still true here, and the, the game industry just doesn't, you know, read in the news. <laughs> but whatever. <sighs> and, and by the way, that humble indie bundle—that's that's an example of how piracy doesn't hurt your sales and actually can be turned around to extra sales for a game. I love that. It was so so great. They were like, "By the way, we noticed you didn't pay for this. I mean, by all means, go ahead and continue to play it. But if you'd like to, we'd appreciate a donation." Blah 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 blah. That's like how they did it. It was awesome. Well, um, yeah. I mean, it do you was hear the that same. story? That's the humble indie bundle. Go go look up hum, humbleindiebundle.com, I think. Right. They end up making a million dollars, didn't they? Oh, easily. Yeah. Over by now. We yeah, here I mean, at Game. Granted, um, you know, and, that, well, it was for charity and/or for the developers, depending on what, how much you chose to go to which. Hmm. Right. I don't think Penny Arcade's part of that because they don't have a game. Child's Play did 
Uh, oh, that's one of the charities you can choose. I think you choose the charity. the charity. I think there were two charities it. and like the four developers. Yeah. Maybe it was five developers. So there anyway, you go. yeah, that was cool. I can't find Final Fantasy Nine on my PlayStation. I don't think it's out yet. I thought it was. All right, whatever. Um, I'm sad. Here I am, actually sad. in the store. <laughs> I can't <laughs> find anything in this freaking store. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on from PSP piracy because it just makes me sad that I can no longer load my games onto my memory stick for easy convenience like I used to be able to. Uh, it's okay, though, because your, the PSP 2 will change your life forever. I just need to go through, play all the old UMD games and be done with them. And UMD are dead, man. And just buy new ones on the store. Because I haven't finished a bunch of UMD ones. Well, the one that's killing me is Tactics because I still have that on UMD. I still want to finish it on the PSP, but I hate the load times. So I, it was it was decent when I was playing it on the memory stick, but now I can't do that because I updated to f- to normal firmware, and it's like nah. What man, UMDs oh. are dead, man. Who cares? <laughs> but I have a game on UMD I want <laughs> to play. PS- PSP two is the future. It's gonna have so many features you will never want to look back. It has a built-in hot plate. It has what else? It's a, a hot. <laughs> what I can make pancakes. <laughs> I can. Mmm, <on> <laughs> pancakes. Hey, Manny, I heard that if you put it into the steering column of your car, there it actually drives your vehicle for you too. It does. It does. It has yeah. advanced AI, four core cell processor. Each core is thinking about a different aspect of the road. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Does it come with bacon? <laughs> it does. It does. Everything comes with bacon. Um, all right. So <laughs> anyway, um, but anyway, did you guys hear about PSP two probably being pulled from the E three? You know, I was funny. Going, oh wait, we're going for Kevin Butler. That's right. Yeah, we're going for yeah Kevin Butler. Yeah, I just find it so strange that it's like Nintendo's going to steal the show. It's everyone going to be talking about three DS, three DS, three DS. Strange. Hmm. They 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 like, they're they're actually rather good at stealing the E three show, but well. Yeah. It's Sony, Sony, and then Jack steal. talks for a while, and then no, everybody's asleep. Sony's press conference <laughs> rarely steals the show. Awesome. A PSP two, it would have been like that. Would have been the whole debate: the PSP two versus the three DS. Well, but the, it we been did that the same year with the DS versus the PSP. That we did the exact same debate that year, and we were like, "Oh man, Nintendo's going to destroy Sony." And then we realized that, well, that was true. But <laughs> no, 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 I thought it was the reverse. Oh, it was the reverse because Sony had a better system. No, because I think but, we didn't realize how crappy the DS looked. They're like Nintendo's going to have a new handheld and it's going to have online and that oh and that, that, thing that was it we, we, it was uh, it was it, two screens it was a handheld and had online and we were like well Sony's dead and then everyone's like Sony it's so sexy it's so sexy it's so yeah sexy. then we started seeing the pictures like oh this might go the other way I don't know now and then and then people I was saying, that would have been great apparently. now everyone's going to be talking about 3ds is so great when is Sony going to release their PSP 3ds is amazing I can't believe Sony doesn't have a PSP jeez. <laughs> That's uh, all it's gonna. You know, no, because people know that the PSP two is coming. <laughs> yep. They're not. They're I not think, gonna. Uh, yes. what is, Sony's never gonna release a new PSP, are they? Of course yeah. they will. <laughs> For me, I'm a little disappointed because I'm just gonna be like, man, Sony sure does suck this year. <laughs> what do we got? Killzone three and three D. Great. Oh well, let's move on um, to something <laughs> yes, less depressing. We got a, a letter from someone named J&J. This is interesting. Uh, they say, We appreciate the information about Pokemon Black and White games from your previous podcast. This Smugleaf Pokemon sounds like something Team Rocket needs right now. In fact, we plan to recruit Smugleaf as our new partner in crime. Um, Meowth, consider yourself fired after not showing up to a recording <laughs> session. James had to carefully splice in some stock voice clips in our last message, and luckily it went unnoticed. 
<laughs> as far as the phone call is concerned, I can assure you it was not generated by some quote-unquote drop-down script program, <laughs> but rather recorded and edited on our official Team Rocket laptop. On the subject of your podcast, I can relate to Michael Tidwell's annoyance over using Hope in Final Fantasy Thirteen. Oh my gosh, even Team Rocket's... That's right. I am actually evil. (laughs) Hope is a worthless excuse of a human being. Most definitely not Team Rocket recruiting material. If anyone is going to be the leader in a game, it would have to be Fang. Near the end of the game, it's apparent that her attack power is the highest, whereas Lightning's is just average. She has handy spells such as haste and a pretty face to rival my own. (laughs) James is thinking about getting Monster Hunter try, so he may be playing that soon. Sent by Jesse, agent of Team Rocket. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know what? Lightning Fang has better open. has a bunch of uh, AP bonuses that you can do that Fang doesn't get. But whatever. Uh, actually, she has weapons that does that. Not the not like not like Lightning has. Uh, she has AP or TP? Uh, AP. Okay. Yeah. AP. Lightning does have more AP, but I've noticed, like in general, after I finished a full attack round with Fang, I still have one and a half bars already on my charge. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty fast for me with haste. It's like she's just attacking almost nonstop. I'm trying to be to care, but I just don't care anymore. It's like I it's was fake. I was it's going mode. to get into that battle system and just know it and know it inside and out, and just you know I finish the game and I'm just done with it. Just don't care. You anymore. got to kill the marks. No, I don't. You're not get killing your the marks. You haven't even finished the game. What are you talking about? I like Monster Hunter. I don't need. Yeah, I know. Monster, <laughs> you haven't played that either. I, like I don't know what you've been, you Have you been playing that? Yes. All right. <laughs> I'm at like nine hours in 3D Game Heroes. But uh, guys, I got to tell you, that's not the only email we got from J and J this week. I also oh boy, oh boy. this. Hello, oh boy. RPG Cast. This is James from Team Rocket. Jesse is currently away on assignment, but I thought I'd update you on the local happenings here. It all started two days ago at our local Target store. I remember it vividly. Hello, sir, and welcome to Target. How may I help you? I have a defective Monster Hunter Tri-Disc I'd like to exchange. I'm sorry, sir, but we're currently out of stock on that product. Well, give me a refund, then. I'm sorry, sir. I can give you store credit. It is against the law to give you a refund on an open item such as this. What? Now listen here. What am I supposed to do? Wait until your store gets more copies? When is that going to happen? I don't know, sir. I want a refund and I'm not taking no for an answer. If you don't calm down, sir, security here will take care of you. You're mocking me, aren't you? Huh? What seems to be the trouble here? Huh? Team Rocket! It's you, one of the twerps. Don't worry, I'll take care of this. Try me. If it's a poke battle you want, you're on! Bring it! Go, Onyx! <laughs> Go! Coughing! Coughing! Onyx! Tackle attack! Coughing! Smoke screen! Nah, sir. We found another copy. This had better work. 
We'll settle this another time. Count on it. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Can you believe it? I wasted an entire day there. <sighs> At least the Monster Hunter Tri-Disc works. Speaking of the game, is there a way to make the tech speed scroll faster? I've played Monster Hunter Freedom Unite on my PSP Go, but never really got into it. Hopefully that won't be the same for the Wii. On the subject of RPGs, there's a good way to get powerful weapons early on in Augurist War. Early on in the game. We have a saying in Team Rocket, if there's a way to cheat, then do it! <laughs> <laughs> when you first get the ability to create items, you may notice from time to time, the blacksmith fails and creates another item instead of the one you have chosen. Further research on this shows that it happens 5% of the time, and there really isn't any way to control it. The item you're using to create does not matter, as it is not dependent on what item you get. The best way to do this is to stack up on silver bullions and save at a town. Keep creating the item until he fails. If the item he creates is not the one you want to keep, then reload your save. I have received a really high attack weapon, such as the O-Blade and armor as well. This helps a lot, especially if you're on hard mode. I also have Agarest War Zero, an import copy, and I'm guessing that also works in that game too. Well, that's about all the time I have. This is James from Team Rocket, signing out. Wow. <laughs> that concludes this week's episode of RP Gamer Masterpiece Theta. <laughs> Tune in next week for another stirring episode of the Adventures of Team Rocket. Wow. <laughs> Team wow. Rocket's now helping our listeners cheat. <laughs> Well, you know, it. it is Team Rocket. Well, I, know, I, 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 assume, I, I suppose you're right. That's their job. Um. <laughs> really, this has become Masterpiece Theater now, a regular segment. I love segment. this. I hope they keep sending these in. This is great. Uh. Wow, that, that was... That was that was that was a higher quality production than the rest of the podcast. I know. <laughs> yeah, thanks oh, for making us look bad. Makes is, us look uh, like my question is, uh, Michael, do you know if there is a way to make the text faster in Monster Hunter? Was there an option for that, or is it just slow? I don't recall there you know, being. You know what there is? There's a button slow. you can press. Um, you need to just practice the pressing button? the yeah. Press the button like one. I think A and B act a little different here. One of them will skip the the text ahead to the end of the current screen, and one. Um, depending on how much you're mashing, it will just keep going forward. So play with the A and B buttons and figure out... I, I, I've learned kind of like you just get used to the pace of where you need to press it to fill out, and it'll fill in the box for you. So that'll skip the conversation ahead. So lots of button mashing, but hopefully you could get the hang of it without skipping over important things you need to read. Um, so, so give that a try. That's all I can tell they you for that. They don't say much that's important anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I guess if you skip ahead too much, it won't be too bad. <laughs> well, I, th I think the biggest problem is, is you're like, oh, I'm going to go talk to the guild lady and get the, you know, the next Sailor Moon quest, and she's like, okay, I'm going to spend five screens of crap before I actually give you a quest. And you're just like, just shut up and give me the quest. You, uh, the problem is they do, they do put tips in there. So they'll mention like, you need this or this to trap this, or this thing's weak against yeah, this. I'm just repeating stuff. the same quest I did last time. All right. I don't yeah, really right. in that case, yeah, you should just go. Keep, keep, it'd be a lot. 
Did you say Sailor Moon quest? Um, the lady behind the counter is kind of dressed up. She's in a Japanese uniform thing, and it kind of looks like you know a ridiculous school uniform, a la Sailor Moon or something. So. Chris needed to record the first time I played Monster Hunter. <laughs> he Trump, just came so up with all these going off things. on everyone. Oh, I better go like, get a quest over here from Sailor Moon. Like what? <laughs> Sailor, I go to the farm what? and says, "Oh, good, I found Yoda. I was missing yeah. Yoda from the intro." And you he know, he does look like Yoda actually. So. Yeah, <laughs> we're just having a lot of fun with it. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Jesse and James. We appreciate your contributions to the show. I guess we should move on now, though. Uh, yeah. Radio fan fiction time is over. Radio fan fiction time is over. I'm, <laughs> this is what I'm looking forward to most every week now is these segments. I love it. Um, if more people want to send in more, we could have, like, who, who else? What other games would be good characters for people to send in segments from? Oh, 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 Mass Effect. It could just be like little vignettes about oh. who uh, Shepard wants to get into bed. No. It would be great. Maybe someone can do Hope's, Maybe, yeah, Hope's someone emo corner. Hope. There you go. Someone try to defend Hope. Make him not useless. <laughs> you have to sound like my him, though. guest. I would love to hear like a survivalist tips from someone in the wasteland. <laughs> just like It'll be like man versus wild, man versus wasteland. Oh, Rex would be a good one for Mass Effect. Oh, Rex would Kefka. be a good one. Kefka's crazy, crazy tip of the Kefka's week or something. Too, too. Yeah. Well, you'd have to be good at it. you gotta, you yeah. got to have a good crazy voice. I mean, obviously it's hard to pick a voice to sound like Kefka, but you need to sound slightly insane yet slightly endearing at the same time. So if you can figure that out, you know. I don't know, man. I still say we should have like a waste, Wasteland Survival Man. What does that mean? You know, do you never watch Survi- Survival Man? What's that? Is or did I get the get? Is it, did I get the wrong the name wrong? No one's watched this. The guy who goes into like the desert or whatever for is, seven is days that and bear survives. Or whatever. No, no, that's that's the crappy one. That's all fake. The one that's real. <laughs> the, what do you mean? It's the fake. one that's real. It's, it's not... all fake. You know, before they have it, have the disclaimer now that it's all set up. I mean, there was this one thing we were stuck on a desert island, quote unquote. He was actually in Hawaii and he would sleep in a hotel every night. Nice. I thought he like was actually eating dung and all that stuff. Though. Oh, see, that's, that show has basically become uh, Fear Factor. That's all uh, it is. It's all about what gross thing can he shove in his mouth. So, Man vs. Wild, a.k.a. Born Survivor, colon, Bear Gorillas, or Ultimate Survival, they're all fake. No, 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 Survivor Man, that's the real one. It's just him in the desert with, so with his Survivor Man is the real one. So, forget yeah. Bear Gorillas, he sucks. Kind of, yeah. If, if you want to see, yeah. see it. Only kind of, you know. Yeah, dude, Survivor Man. Hmm. With Les Stroud. Wasteland Survival Man, that's what I want. This is cracking me up. You like you wouldn't believe. See, there you go. All the people in the chat room know what I'm talking about. Well, someone has to. See, see, the only woman who listens to this podcast agrees with me. That's that stands for fun. <laughs> oh, the only woman, so Nix doesn't listen to us anymore. Oh, she does? I'm sure she does. How many uh-huh. times did I jump off that building? Okay, whatever. All right, so... I was looking for video game stuff, though, not Discovery Channel. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just just saying. <laughs> picky, picky. What are we uh, talking about? Uh, we're going to move on to the news. It's that time of the week where we cover uh, the industry news. So first off, I got... <laughs> that's, that's, that's the theme song for news this Dude, week. Dude, that was weak. <laughs> so <laughs> bad. No? Right. Don't keep doing it. <laughs> Wait, 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 hold on. Let me do the one thing that you'll hear on every single podcast ad nauseum. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. 
I've never heard that on, oh, on a podcast. I'd say on a news story. I was like, I never heard that news story. Are you serious? Every podcaster or blogger who thinks No, 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 no. I, I said a news story, not of a... I mean, oh. see, that just pulls from radio, which always had those stupid sounds. Uh, but I love it, like voice trumpet sound. Time for voice trumpet. Yeah, I always had a problem with that. It's annoying. Well, it is annoying because people keep doing it with their with their voice instead of just doing something simple. Like getting a free clip. and. I know. This is a time for me to random. <laughs> I mean, we've oh, got so many Lord. technology devices. It's so much easier to get the real thing rather than doing it with your voice. Look what I started. <laughs> I, I, all I'm going to say is if I'm going to listen to somebody do that, I want to hear the, 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 the horn that makes everyone think of that. And that's the one. From prices, right? Yes, that's the that is the quintessential losing horn. Is there? Uh, what, I, what you? Well, I mean, do the you fact actually that I prefer? It. Okay, I know what you like. Oh, what? if you don't like Prices Right, then let's see. I didn't say I didn't like Prices Right. I just didn't think that was the end all be all of horn sounds. What are you kidding? Can you think of a better one? No, I couldn't think of that one either. So, I mean, if that's no good, what do you got? Um. Something that only plays in Flash. So I can't show it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, iPad, it's fine. Let's see if this one does it. Wah, wah, failure. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah, that's, of. Yeah, that's from sadtrombone.com. But, I mean, <laughs> I mean I, that's, that's popular because you just go to sadtrombone.com and it plays. It's like going to Rimshot and getting the Rimshot. You know what we need? We but, need a live studio audience. But I, I think the price is, is right there where it's better than com? Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you just I actually have like... those sound effects on my Logic Pro. <gasps> no, 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 no. Let's have a live Japanese studio audience. <gasps> oh, <Yeah>. oh goodness. <laughs> you ever watch Thank Japanese TV? Thank you for TV? offending a country Seriously. in less than no, five seconds. No, this is what's on their TV. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like big letters still appear on the bottom of our podcast. Like, <laughs> I am not kidding you. I watched. I love. Those I know shows. you're not kidding. That's the problem. <laughs> All we need now is like a little podcast and picture in picture, making comments on what we're doing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you can get TV Japan, enough. go ahead and yeah. I think we're gonna move on. First news story I've got uh, from our site: Fantasy Star Two Portable has been announced. No one cares. <laughs> Did the first one come out already? Wow. Did the first one come out already? All right. I, I'm starting on the wrong side of the order anyway. Um, yeah, Fantasy Star Portable 2 has been announced. I think this one has online, if I it recall does. correctly. Um, yay. It's multiplayer, lengthy single-player campaign. If you're into the, you know, I guess Monster Hunter was for people who like Fantasy Star but wanted it to be harder, so if you don't want it to be as hard, maybe Fantasy Star will be right there for you. It's on your PSP. Look forward to playing with your friends sometime in autumn of this year. I'm pondering it because I was actually missing PSO, which made me feel bad. We've got Monster Hunter now. But I miss PSO. Oh, okay. this, this, this has some new stuff. Like, you can design your own room, lots of character customization, lots of weapons. Yeah. Everybody well, in the know, chat room gave me Zs. So I don't think anyone wants to play PlayStation. I guess that was going to be Fantasy with me, so whatever. We'll skip yeah, it. just stick with Monster Hunter, man. <laughs> I think you got a better chance there. Ah, uh, apparently so. The series is just dead, apparently. Um, speaking of series that people want to see dead, Kingdom Hearts PSP bundle launching this fall. Um, 
Wait, I, they want to see it dead? No, I don't want to see it dead, but I know that a lot of people on the show do. Dead, too. You don't, you don't like Kingdom Hearts. There's a lot of people. Doesn't mean like I want it dead. Oh, all right. So, B- Birth by Sleep is the PSP game. Its uh, North American release date has been confirmed, but uh, what is that date? Anybody know what that date is? Um, it was in the press release. I didn't read. You didn't read. <sighs> <All right. sighs> All right. Well, I don't know. Um, what for? For Birth of Sleep, it. I can't figure out when Birth by Sleep's release date is. But September seventh. The... Oh, September seventh. Thank you. All right, and uh, Birth by Sleep will have a bundle at some point, and I guess that will also be out around September seventh. I presume. Yeah, um, uh, it comes with the they... game, a four gig stick, and an un- a yet unnamed movie. <laughs> like Cinderella or something, probably. Huh. Yeah, that would be kind of making what, sense. Because you really need it's a PSP three thousand is not a go, so that's why I could have a movie. So look to that. Mm. And they just uh, put the movie on the stick. Yep. And uh, let's see. We've got m- more news about Zelda. Do you like Zelda? I do like Zelda. Uh, what kind of Zelda? Uh, like console Zelda. Oh, what about a console Zelda? Zelda? Uh, so Miyamoto said, this is interesting. Uh-huh. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. So uh, usually they make a demo movie for Zelda and then they expand upon the ideas in that demo movie for Zelda. But for this one, they first made the game mechanics and then made the video. Um, I don't know why, but apparently that's important enough to to justify having a story. Uh, Let's see. They are, quote, creating a new way to play the game. And we are trying to make Zelda, which has become very complicated, easier to play. Do you guys feel that Zelda's been complicated? Twilight Princess, too hard to figure out? I None thought the wolf really. was completely simplistic. It was like, look, I'm a wolf. I bite things. Done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So apparently they're trying to do some new stuff. So look forward to new stuff. Maybe we'll get more details at E3. Um, but until then, it's just I'm kind of bored of hearing about Zelda updates without actual info. So tired of yeah, being I'd able like to, to actually get a story see by Zelda. talking. Mentioning a game's name, you get a story on it. It's like, come on. Mm-hmm. How about it's all about the clicks, man. Yeah. Speaking of clicks, uh, we're going to be... Uh, nothing gets clicks like Pokemon. Yes. There we go. I figured that segue out at the end. <laughs> Until you ruined it by talking about it. Uh, Zorua and Zoro Arc. Those are the two f- black fox-looking Pokemon that we've seen. One is on four legs, one's on two legs, and has one heck of a ponytail. Um, they've, they've announced how you get them. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You need to live in Japan. You need to buy a ticket in advance for the upcoming Pokemon movie called Pokemon <laughs> okay. Diamond slash Pearl Zoroark Ruler of Illusion. Check. Uh, ad- available yeah. between now and July 9th. And uh, once you have that, you can uh, somehow having that ticket earns you differently colored versions of one of three event Pokemon in the past, Raikou, Entei, or Suicune. Uh, those are all from uh, gold, aren't they? Gold and silver? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, but you can get them in other ways. Okay. And, well, these are the event versions of them. They're differently colored. And if you trade them into black and white, when it comes out, there'll be a special battle against Zoroark letting you capture it. Man, that's so easy. How can you not do it? I know. How can Probably you not do it? Probably before you get the Master Ball, too. Won't that be great? Which means that in the U.S., they'll say, yeah, we're not doing that. Um, just download uh, one of these special event Pokemon into your, <laughs> your, 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 into your title over the internet. 
because they can do that. Yeah. I am I am glad to see that they are finally giving up on the oh go to this store between this day and this time. Uh, and it's, it's like Japan. It's different there. No, no, no. I'm saying like here when you had to get Mew, when you had to get Riga Gigas. Oh go, yeah, sorry. yeah. That the now they're just throwing them online. Yeah. Like you know what? <laughs> Apparently we have this wireless network. Let's try that. I don't mind it's doing tr- an event. I think that'd be great if they wanted to do a big old Pokemon movie release, but they don't even put those in the theaters anymore. Yeah, I was about they? to ask that. When was the last Pokemon when they was the in the theater? That was like a the last one they put in for the tenth anniversary, okay. which was two thousand six, maybe. All right. I didn't even see that when I went to New York. I don't remember when that was. Oh, but only select theaters, right? There's so I many Pokemon movies. It's yeah, they release them so quickly now. What I'm trying to figure out is why uh, Zura and Zoark in a Diamond and Pearl movie when they're not in Diamond and Pearl. Hmm. Because they're they're considered an event Pokemon, I guess. But maybe. they're not in. I mean, it's they're not in any. They're just. It should be black and white. Thing. No, they should know. start the Pokemon black and white movie series. Well, then maybe they will. This is their bridge movie. So Manny, how you liking Yakuza Three? You know, it's funny that you bring that up oh. because the initial sales of Yakuza Three in the West were really positive. <laughs> Thanks for reading the one-up headline. <laughs> so, how positive were they? Well, Hubert here is initial, but okay, go ahead. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, skip the really positive part. Go look at the initial. Okay. Um, they uh, they aren't giving out specific sales figure, but apparently, while I'm not able to give you any numbers, this is from someone on the uh, staff member, Sega Community Assistant Community Manager, Ruby Eclipse, said, So while I'm not able to give you any numbers, I can at least still confirm that the initial sales were really positive and that all the fans who jumped in to support the franchise in the West did a good, great job. So people yeah, are taking many. that... I yeah, love it. Like, like those you. first fans. Uh, so really initial sales. And I just love the part where those fans who bought the game initially started complaining on our message forums how we ruined it. <laughs> I did tell all of their friends not to buy it again. Well, I Init- think what they're saying is they, the only numbers they're talking about are the initial numbers is how I'm interpreting that statement. But you could also interpret it the other way, I suppose. That they the more sloped way. off. Yeah. Um, the, the point being that this, you know, any positive sales opens the door to Yakuza 4 also coming over. And maybe if we're lucky, it won't be slaughtered in censoring and stuff. Yeah, maybe, maybe. in the PSP game. Maybe in the PSP game. But well, we won't hold our breath because, you know. Okay. For all we know, by the time we get it, Yakuza 6 will come out in Japan. Yeah, we'll probably be too behind by then. I agree. Yep, 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 yep. Speaking of crazy companies doing stuff that nobody can understand, World of Warcraft wants you to pay even more money to them per month. Wait, that's Tell crazy. That's... Nice. Yeah, it's very smart of them, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost like they weren't making money hand over fist, and they had to find a way to make some. <laughs> Except See, that they are making money hand over fist. Boatwax no, so, but that just doesn't make sense. Why would you be milking <laughs> you what you're doing? Boatwax doesn't pay for itself. No, it doesn't. They have yachts, and they're very big, <laughs> and wax is expensive. This is why you can't find a customer find service the... rep. They're all on their yachts. And they have to find the bikini girls to do the boat waxing. You, you got to get the surgeries for the bikini girls. You have to buy the bikinis for the mm-hmm. bikini girls. You have to get the caviar to pay for the bikini girls. Oh, they're expensive such life. maintenance nowadays. All right, so you know what they're doing here? They're basically they said, yeah, you guys, you guys are addicted to the auction house, aren't you? You always, uh, you always logging in, trying to manage your auctions, trying to make money. You wish you could do it at work, don't you? Well, I do personally. I'm sitting around. My boss is yelling at me. Five hundred things to do, and I think, you know what? 
I need to take a few minutes out and check my auctions. That's right. Well, Michael takes like half the day to check his cities in Lord of Ultima, so... You know. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so, Phil, let me ask you. What kind of a premium would you be willing to pay for that luxury? None. Well, you don't need to pay anything to check your auctions. That's the, that's the best part. You can log in, uh, check, your, check your auctions, and see what's going on, how you did. But if you mm. want to be able to bid and buy and post items for sale from your bags, bank, and your mailbox, and collect gold while you are away at work, you could do this over a browser, over an iPhone, over an iPod touch um you're gonna have to pay an extra three bucks a month all right now phil would you pay for that two two ninety nine are you out of your mind that's right so that's i don't know man yeah and as jack fox points out it'll be blocked at work anyway so well jack what you can do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is here, here's how you work around that you um you get an iphone and you use the cell network they can't block your cell network mm-hmm. and it's built into the application too if you're a real live, if you're a real wild player, you have an iPhone because you got your authenticator on that, and you got your uh, your auction house now. It's 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 just that's what you got to do. Actually, I bet they'll release it for like BlackBerry and stuff as well. But uh, you get an iPhone for a while because you're ill. Thank you, Kiro. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Kiro, iPad. Let's get it straight. If you're if you're a true wild fan, you'd want the bigger re- uh, screen real estate. That's right. You need bigger screens. Or just buy a cell card for your laptop. Use that. Shh, don't ruin our fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Shut up, iPad owner. Yeah, I know. Uh, so that's uh, that's what they're doing. You guys think that's that's reasonable? Would you pay, even if you were into the game, would you pay three bucks a month extra to manage your auctions? Yeah. I mean, you gotta pay be someone to some... do it for me. You pay someone to do it for yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Now that, that would be cool. Yeah, but I still have to do all the work. They just no way. That's dumb. That's dumb. All right. You can hire like an Indian or Chinese gold farmer to do it for like half the price. Yeah, seriously. You just send them. Trust them with my account. They could get their own. Well, no, I guess you could. No, that's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah, because they have access to all your stuff. So. Yeah, I was thinking you could just send it to them and they could sell, but then you're just kind of stupid in that respect. So. They wouldn't get their rice for the day, though. (laughs) Okay. Right. How to be evil in WoW. All right. <laughs> All right, so you're not going to pay for WoW's armory thing, right? Not even paying for WoW, so why would I do that? But would okay. you pay for, say, Dragon Quest Nine? I would, I would. Ah, do you know when you could pay for Dragon Quest Nine? Yes. When? 7-Eleven. 7-11. That's right, yes. July 11th, 2010. One year to the day. After it came out in Japan, it will be coming out here. And we've got a quote from our favorite Nintendo exec, Cammy Dunaway. Oh, Dragon Quest IX, Sentinels of the Starry Skies, is one of the biggest games ever to hit Nintendo DS with an incredible amount of content for every kind of player to enjoy. This new game has all of the elements of an instant classic, customization options, a great story, and the ability to share a nearly limitless experience with friends. Like that time I broke my wrist while I was out snowboarding. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sean White. <laughs> so she said there's a, a amount of, there's some content for every kind of player to enjoy. So I'm a big, I'm a big uh, StarCraft fan yeah. and I'm a big first-person shooter fan. <laughs> think- what is in Dragon Quest Nine? That'll appeal to me. Um, StarCraft 2 is actually in Dragon Quest Nine. Okay. Min- it's a mini game, nice. so you're good. <laughs> Amazing. Near <laughs> limitless. Uh, I don't know why she's... Because oh, she's vice president of sales and marketing, so I guess she decided to write the statement. 
In other words, I, I'd like to revise her statement to Nintendo saw an opportunity to make a lot of money by acquiring the publishing rights to one of the biggest selling DS games that'll come out this year. And we're happy to tell you, you'll have the opportunity to give us that cash on July 11th, 2010. Yep. Very good. <laughs> Woo! All right, we'll find Cynicism out. aside, who's going to get can you say that? Can you say that to her face in next no, month? That would be awesome. I'm not going to do no, that. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we all shut I shouldn't do it here. I'm saying she's worse than the PR person, Kiro. No, what we're saying is RP no, Gamer is. and its affiliates love Cami Dunaway. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And we like getting in their press conference. We don't want to get kicked out because we don't like Cami. But I thought it was okay to hate Cami. No? I, I don't press. know. We're I, thought we were, I thought our whole point was to make fun of Reggie and leave Cami alone. No, Reggie's awesome. Reggie's then allowed to kick our asses whenever he wants. It's Cammy that we don't want to see on stage anymore. Right? Uh, really? Yeah. You want to see more just, of Cammy on stage at their press conference? I just conference? want Kevin Butler at this point. I don't care. <laughs> okay, it's like a, Kevin Butler at all events. <laughs> we, we, we're just hoping Kevin's out on stage for, for Sony. He better be. Man, he, if he's not, if he's not. I, I, expect, I don't think he ooh. will be, and I think we will be disappointed. No, I, I don't think so. I think he is. I, what is his real job? Is he just an actor? I yeah. think so. He's just an actor? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. That's disappointing. Why would he be anything else? Well, because, he, because he's been doing the same thing for them for so long and does the Twitter thing. Like, an actor doesn't get to do Twitter oh, oh, PR for a company when they're not yeah, acting they do. for the, them. Yeah, they do. The Get a Mac ads with Mac and PC. What? The get Hodgman a Mac doesn't do stuff for them. Hodgman's personal Twitter account is not, like... No, no, but the but the character. I'm sure there could be like a character of his face, the PC guy. But do they do that with those? And what you you know what they do? They hire someone else to be that. So exactly. is Kevin There's... Butler not actually writing Kevin Butler's tweets? Tweets? I doubt it. Come on, man. He's, he's on his yacht. Kevin Butler's writers are writing Kevin Butler's tweets. Really? Yeah. I thought he's contradicted that personally. Yeah, which makes it all the more true. <laughs> It's Kevin Butler. Do you actually take it for face value? Of course Kevin not. Kevin Butler. Man, you're living, a... the, you're living the fantasy. Next week I did love to... the, the Mod Nation Racer thing with Jack. That was hilarious. With Jack? Man, we got sidetracked. Yeah, with Jack. When he races Jack with his new track. Trenton. Jack Trenton. Jack Trenton. Portrayed by actor Jerry Lambert. Oh, snap. You yeah. got owned. Yeah, he's an actor. It's very Told sad. You. Well, that means he can come on stage and talk the talk. It means we could hire him to be on the RPG. Ah, there we we could. If only we had millions of dollars. Ooh. <laughs> Get right on that. Hmm. So, Chris. speaking of Dragon Quest Nine, that game no, sounds was... really awesome, right. and I can't wait to get it. <laughs> yes, Dragon Why Quest you... Nine. Because I care more about Kevin Butler than I do about Dragon Quest Nine right now. Maybe it's I should. I hate. All right, those because you hate me. All right. Yes. Why? Because you don't like Dragon Quest. I do. I'm going to get at this. I'm going to get this. <gasps> and we're going to figure out a way to play online. Why? Jerry we'll Lambert was in King of the Hill. Because awesome. it's, out at, it's out after E3, Michael. We'll take it to PAX. Yeah. That's yeah. great for like a, a, an hour or two when we'll have a chance to do that. But for the rest of the time, we'll have uh. to figure out how to do that. What was that called? That service that did that? X-Fire or whatever. The Crossfire Kai or whatever? X-Fire X, Kai? X-Link Kai. X-Link, X-Link Kai. Ah, we'll figure out that working. All right, guys, mm-hmm. I got some amazing news to share with you. What? Our friend Kevin Butler was on Seventh Heaven. He was on Baywatch. He was in Ally McBeal several episodes. He was in Malcolm in the Middle. What else have we got? The West Wing. 
uh, scare tactics. He was he was one of the scary dudes in scare tactics. That '70s show. Uh, let me see what else is good here. Caveman. He was on one of those. Do you remember that crappy show they made about the Geico caveman? I never watched mm. it. No. He it's was on that show. show. Yeah. Apparently, he was on a show called "I'm Not Gay." <laughs> this is completely... And he was on King of the Hill. So so Dragon Quest Nine was not enough to distract us from, from Kevin Butler. But Square, they promised last week to make Japanese history with a new game announcement. Surely this will be so awesome that it distracts us from Kevin Butler, right? Right? They, know, they asked us, they asked us what be. kind of game do you think it is? Let us know on Twitter. And people let them know. They want to know, what is it going to be? And then they announced it. And it's a browser-based game that they're doing with Yahoo. Oh, yes! Finally! Yes! Yeah. How is this Japanese history? It's a free browser-based strategy game taking place in Jap- Japan's Sengoku era. It's, well, I guess it's like Lord of Ultima, but from Lord Japan. Lord of Ultima with Japanese. And we can't it's even play it because it's only in Japanese. But do you get yep. it? Do you get it, though? Making Jap- making history? Oh! History? Oh, oh, my God. Oh. Ooh, that's awful. That is awful. Snap. Did you get it, though? You get it? Yeah, I get it now. I get it now. Yeah. Oh, I, that was so stupid I didn't get it before. That's awful. <laughs> are you guys serious? You guys I, have that, like, I that... didn't get it. Yeah. No idea. I, I thought it actually meant you know making gaming history. Yeah, that, oh, that joke is so bad. It was my IQ. Oh, so only Manny was was dumbing That's it down terrible. enough. Yeah, to it. yeah. Man- Manny brought it down for us. Thanks, Manny. <laughs> Thanks, Manny. You know, and there's apparently cards and stuff that you can buy and make money off of, and blah blah blah. Wow, that's blah. so exciting. My whole life has changed. I'm going to quit my job. Yeah, but uh, yeah. you know that's not stopping them from making record proce- profits last year. Um, Square Enix. Square Enix, yeah. Well, they did release Dragon Quest Nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, they uh, achieved twenty-seven point eight billion yen in profits. That's like three hundred million dollars uh, for the fiscal year ending in March twenty ten. Uh, they've got a chart on this one-up article that shows. I don't know stuff. Did it, where do we find these? Um, I don't know. It should be great if we had a current columnist and told us the stuff. <laughs> hey, no, I mean hey, I hey, found hey. this. I found a big. Uh, I found their public report the last time that they had an update. I didn't see one this time though. So, hmm. oh, sure. let's see. What, what was their big titles? The city was decent. Batman: Arkham Asylum was huge because um, apparently they published that here and in Europe. They published it here. I thought you. I thought Warner Brothers published it in the U.S. Published what? Batman: Arkham Asylum. Oh uh, yeah. No, because it's Eidos. Well, yeah, but Eidos wasn't part of Square Enix at that moment. Yeah, it was. Apparently, it was. Was it? Apparently. I don't think. So. I don't know. When was the bidding war? I have to remember. Oh, I'm thinking about Midway. Right, Eidos was owned by Square Enix by that point. So apparently, but but you bought Warner the developer Brothers that made had... it for Eidos, right? Yeah. So it makes if it there's easier. a sequel, there is a sequel that'll be put out by WB, maybe. Or, yes. Are the Batman rights held by Eidos or something? Okay, so, so how it works is, <laughs> or the Batman rights were licensed from WB to begin with, probably. Calm down. Wow. First of all, the Batman rights are owned by comics. Well, yeah. And li- and licensed to WB. Okay. Secondly, Rocksteady made Arkham Asylum mm-hmm. and worked with Eidos to publish it. 
Mm-hmm. Now, since WB now owns majority share in Rocksteady, it's pretty sure that Eidos is going to have absolutely nothing so to do. So they sub-licensed the, WB, the Batman rights out from WB, but didn't choose to publish it with them? Correct. That seems weird. All right. Uh, Apparently for didn't my have time. much faith in the, the game. Well, yeah, like, <clears throat> I, I'm not saying you made this decision. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, you know, I was on vacation in the Bahamas, and they were Michael like, oh, we made this decision. Michael, Michael works like, at what? WB Games, for people who don't know. That's our full disclosure, is that we are completely disqualified from being an objective podcast because of that. But um, For any Batman game, anyway. Well, for any WB property. Oh, um, yeah, Lord. Well, it, actually, you, you could say we're disqualified from commenting on other games because you have a, a cart in the race, a horse in the race, a cart in the a, a cart, in, a cart in the Mario Kart. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass with my blue shell. Yeah, you are. This uh, broadcast was brought to you by Warner Brother Games. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your, what's the big thing you guys are pushing now, Mike? Let's do a plug for it. Um, more in the north. War, no. That's not even out. What's something that oh, people we... can give you money at? What's the big PR Oh, what push? can they give us money? No, what, like, th- there's always a focus. Like, what's the focus of your game division right now? Like, we're focused on this game right now. Um, 2010 is not a good year for us. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. PR answer. <laughs> that was the, definitely not a PR answer. <laughs> wow. No, all our, games, all our games that are currently in development that I have anything to do with are not coming out this year. Didn't WB release something this year? Super Scribblenauts was just announced. Maybe go, Super Scribblenauts go is not that. created by WB. But isn't it being published? Or do you not yeah, but oh. we don't touch it. All right. But what are you publishing? You're a publisher. There's got to be something you publish. We're a developer. We're not a, we're a publisher turning into a developer. Oh, goodness. <laughs> you do both then. All right, fine. <sighs> You're so brain. bad at plugging your own company. <laughs> When I have something to plug, I'll let you know. <laughs> you can't. You don't even know what your company publishes here. That's the sad part. No, I know exactly what we publish. But what? publishing name I one. Was thinking name the last thing. Besides Scribble Knots? <laughs> yes, because that wasn't this year. Oh well, this year we're doing um, Aragon's Quest. <laughs> Is that out yet? I thought it was, or it's okay. soon. Aragon's Quest. So go, go by Aragon's Quest, where you can step into the souls of the man from the north. What? What? Air, wait, which it's Aragorn? The Lord of the Rings. Aragorn or Arith- or Aragon? Wait, what? Which? What are we talking about? The guy from Lord of the Rings or the dude from the Dragon Books? Guy from Lord of the Rings. Okay, right. So the man in the north. He's he comes from the north. He's a dude. I dame. know. It was just such a abstract <laughs> reference for Lord of the Rings. You couldn't have done anything better. Like the okay, man so Square Enix profit the most profitable game. <laughs> Big surprise. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy thirteen, followed uh, by what? Dragon Quest nine. That's what wait, wait, says. wait. 13 made more than 9? Yeah, because of the worldwide. You know, we're not, uh, but, but uh, 9, oh my gosh. <laughs> 9 made more than Final Fantasy 13 made in Japan and North America combined. Yeah, only um, Europe saves 13. Sort of Eden, being on top. Yeah. So because it's a worldwide release, 13 made more overall, but Dude, um, once 9 actually that. gets out, you know. But what, what Manny? Oh, you're saying I can't wait to get 9. I'm going to buy that right away. Right. I'm so excited. So that, that that's kind of their big stuff. Just Cause Two is in there. It's second from last on this chart, which is just showing the top titles. The last thing on this title is Kingdom Hearts BBS, which is what? Bulletin boards? Uh, is it really a bulletin board service thing? No, Birth by <laughs> Sleep. Okay, <laughs> which is not out yet. Here is it? Didn't we just talk about that? Yeah, because September seventh. I remember. Oh I remember my goodness! Now. All right. Well, okay. So. 
he saw how well the 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 big wide release did for thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and five you gotta million. think you gotta think that that might be why apparently Screenix is considering doing a three sixty version of Versus thirteen as well. Oh. Previously announced as a as a exclusive to the PS three. Um, oh goodness. Uh, Yoichi Wada said, we'll be looking into it internally until right before the formal announcement. Which is weird, because I thought the game had already <laughs> been formally announced, but... <laughs> no, I, th- I, think that's, I think that's awesome. It's like, we're going to think about it until we announce it. And then once we announce it, we'll be done thinking about it, so you'll be okay. <laughs> um, apparently they haven't formally unveiled Versus 13. Whatever that means. They've shown a video. I know, but you know how they are. Like, well, it, it, they tell you after the fact whether or not that was their formal announcement. That is true. <laughs> they, yeah, they the game we go. talked about officially. And it's, Did it's you see that video? And then they flash you with the red light and says, what video? And you're like, I don't know. And then you walk off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of games we're rapidly forgetting about as we get further and further away from them, um, BioWare has announced some more one story, some story-driven DLC content for Mass Effect 2. Um, and they have another one. So do you remember... Okay, so this one's going to be coming out. out. This one will be coming out in June, and okay. it'll be. Uh, and on top of that, they're saying there's going to be even more DLC. That there's going to be uh, one that uh, will bridge the story between Mass Effect Two and Mass Effect Three. Okay, so, I thought that's what the books were for. Well, apparently this DLC is also going to do it. So apparently they have a bunch of packs in the works right now. So they're not giving up on DLC. It's just that everyone else has moved on. So we're gonna have Mass Effect two point two, two point four. I'm just gonna wait and buy like the roll up, you know. Just seriously, give us a combo pack or something, or unless it'll be part of the, maybe it'll be part of Cerberus Network. But you buy Mass Effect three and get all the pre two content that has anything to do with it. Done. Mm. That would be cool. Mm. Maybe a pre order bonus. If you order Mass Effect 3, get the, the DLC for 2 that Casey, matters. Casey also says it probably won't be for quite a few months that we talk about Mass Effect 3. So after E3, it sounds like. Um, that's interesting, isn't it? No. Yeah. Because why is it Tokyo Game Show? Because it would... I would think, ex- what, why I would Mass Effect 3 be Tokyo Game Show? I expected Mass Effect 3 to be out this holiday. No. I had no chance of that. Right. One, 2011, for sure. They don't release... Um, two Mass Effects in the same year, well, and they definitely don't they care haven't. about the holiday they, sales. They went out of the way to say that the way that Mass Effect 2 is set up is that they can make Mass Effect 3 a lot faster. We had a story on that on an old episode. Remember yeah, that? well, yeah, I remember discussing with one of the Bioware people when they we were, we were in a class together about yeah uh, what was wrong with Mass Effect 2 and why it took so long. When you were in a class together? Shh, don't worry about that part. Anyway, <laughs> what do you mean so... a class together? <laughs> Embargo breaker. No. It's not an embargo breaker. We that's, were in a class to discuss about session. the evolution of games and you know where it was going, and yeah. we got bored and started talking about something interesting. <laughs> so, <clears throat> which apparently was not one of your titles, but one of their titles. Just oh, want no, to point no. that out. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have any no. interesting titles. <laughs> oh. Okay. So he came to WB and still wanted to talk about his old company because it was more interesting. Well, when I heard he worked at Bioware, I asked about Mass Effect right, 2, fine. and it kind of rolled from You probably talked there. about this too much. You should move on. Probably. <laughs> but, yeah, for the most part, it was... They basically built the engine for one after buying one, and then they added all their stuff to it, and then for Mass Effect 2, they ripped it apart. Yep. So 2 and 3 will have the same engine, and that's why it's much faster. So what do you think, Manny? Early early 2012? 
I was thinking 2011. 2011, sorry, that's next year. Yeah, 2011. That's what I meant. <laughs> Early 2011, I don't know. Because that seems like a pretty big lineup already with a Gears of War 3 coming on. That seems like it's going to be a big 360 focus for that. Hmm. So we'll give it a month or two. We'll space it out. All right, whatever. I, I would go with Q1 2011. Partly because they actually need to make money on this series. Hmm. Yeah, and if they uh, wait too much longer, they're going to lose momentum. Well, not even momentum, but they have the whole part where they couldn't... They spent way too much money on two, and therefore it didn't really ever show a profit. So they need to get three out there to actually finish the series and make a profit. So, so before April then, right? Right. Yeah. All right. What do you guys think about the momentum of the Fable series? Peter Molyneux bores me. Peter Molyneux bores, bores you. All right. Did you hear about not the... Not bores me. I'm not Milo. Jeez, right. come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they, uh, they officially announced that the PC version's coming. Mm-hmm. Now, this is interesting, because I thought the Fable 2 did not get a PC release. No, it didn't. It didn't. Nope, no PC So there's going to be this gap for PC people? Yep. That sounds great. Thanks, yeah, guys. Yeah, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? I Especially don't... since so much of the data gets carried over from 2 to 3. Does it? Yeah. Probably. It's your, da- your dad is in 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that seems kind of important. All right. That's okay. Interesting. They'll release it as a DLC. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that'd be interesting. Uh, there's they also announced a collector's edition. So on three sixty, on three sixty, it'll be eighty bucks, and on PC, it will be uh, seventy, I guess. Yeah. Sure. No, there's no. It's only uh, three sixty exclusive. Really? Yeah. It's okay I, though. It's really lame. Oh, I was it's, looking um, at the Fallout one. All right. So the, only for three sixty, and what do you get? Yeah. Uh, you get a special. Okay, the game comes in a book. <gasps> okay. You get a pack okay. of cards for some reason. <laughs> what kind of cards? Just just cards of character Regular, faces. Regular like like fifty two card deck? Yep, just poker okay. just poker cards. And okay. you get a coin that, with a evil side and, and a good side. So if you get into a tough moral choice you can flip a coin. There's more than that. You get an exclusive location. A new region yep. ideal for setting down with the family or discovering new treasures. You get a new quest. For like a special sword. Of, to uncover yeah. the mystery of the haunted, haunted forest of Silver Pines and earn the legendary sword, Wolf Banes, deadly against wolves and balverines, which I bet will fill those forests. And you get a new dog breed. Hey, hey, new dog breed. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, boxers. I have to go into a forest and find a magical sword? Yeah. Never done that before. No, it's not like Zelda. Um, no. <laughs> and you get a unique outfit. Sounds like a great, I don't know, great, man. great thing, Manny. But I'm a guy. What you, so what do you that? mean by it comes in a book? I mean, the 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 special collector's edition casing is a a, a Fable two, a Fable three bound book or something like that. <laughs> it comes in the box for Fable two for PC. Yes, <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works. You get Fable three collector's edition with your Fable. No, it, it looks like Fable three is in the manual for two because you don't actually. Yes. It looks like the books inside the world. That's what it looks like. Oh, okay. That's the case. I don't know. It just seems kind of. Do weak. their books look different than our books? You know, bound with paper in the middle. Um, it looks. Well, no. <laughs> you mean like the books games, in the years? The games in the middle. Oh, okay. So it's more like a mist book then. Right. I don't know. It just wow. doesn't. It just Nobody gets mist references here. Jeez, that makes me sad. Are you still okay. talking? Yeah, I know. I shouldn't. 
<laughs> it feels like you're paying like 20 bucks for like a new small area, a sword, and a costume. Oh, and a boxer. I mean, if you really love boxers, great. <laughs> you're I, right. like it, it does, I got the collector's edition of two, but yeah, and, 80 and bucks for this. I don't know. And why is there a pack of cards there? I mean, a pack of cards in the Follow New Vegas one makes sense. And even those cards, no. I think, are a lot. You know what? I've decided. I, I listened to another podcast, and I decided the Fallout New Vegas thing is <gasps> crap. You listened to Why? another podcast? Because all you're getting is, a, a, outside of the graphic novel, there's nothing there. You've got poker chips you can't even use. If they gave you a full set of poker chips that you could actually no, 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 play no, no, poker no, no. with, see, that would be point. something. You're missing the point. Uh, uh, See, these are supposed to be like artifacts from the no, game. No, I don't these care. I'm not going to do anything then, with then those. You're not that kind of gamer. I mean, then it I'm not that kind me. of gamer. No. You're yeah, not. you're not. I'm you're, not you're that just, kind I mean, of gamer. Look insult. at all like, the crap I have sitting on my microphones and behind me. I get collectibles, well, look, 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 but me and Seventh are all excited about this because these are items from actually inside of the game world. They're like, trinkets. what are you going to do with them? What? what? What am I doing with my freaking Fallout? I know, but how much of this crap do you need? And poker chips? Think about it should this. Be, about it should this. be like a freaking wait, 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 radioactive nuke gun. Think about this for five seconds. All right. How much would a hardcover graphic novel that big cost you? On uh, uh, I, I said the graphic novel's awesome. I'm talking about the then rest of the stuff in that edition. I mean, the, pri- the extra 20 bucks pays for the graphic novel, and you get some fun what's stuff on the What's in the graphic novel? Is it even going to be good? Are you going to well, read it more than once? Are you going to read it? Who, me? Pretty sure yeah. this sounded like the conversation my wife and I had about the last game I bought. I mean, <laughs> there's there's a difference yeah. between like the buy. The, <laughs> what the, are you gonna do with that art book? You yeah, got that's... enough art books already. What in the hell are you gonna do with that big box? Yeah, I'm sorry. You're gonna make Go out with it. What do you well, want? Uh, you know, right, there there's, there are good collectibles and there are bad collectibles. Here's an example from the Fallout universe of a good collectible: the freaking Pip Boy desk clock. All right, no, that's no, no, no. That pretty was awesome. Bad. That was terrible. Why was it all bad now? The clock did not even work. What does right. it need to? It's, if in. you want something to sit on your shelf and be looked at, there is a piece of in-game items that works well, for a that. A big piece of a hunk in plastic that doesn't even work. It's not even functional. Well, neither are your poker chips. That's different, though, okay? Why is because it different? Said, the price of the collection edition covers the graphic novel, which is a good hardcover graphic novel. And you know what? Wait, wait. If How do you know it's good? Novel, it's not out yet. It could be a terrible graphic novel. It may be the worst story you've ever read. You don't know, do you? All right, all right, all right. So just because I bought other graphic novels before, okay. and you know what? I don't know if they're the what, – like, what am I going to wait for? Some guy to do tell me yes, you should read this one? 20 bucks for graphic novels? Yes, actually I do. All right. Yeah, I would I, – I, 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 I'm not really leaning on either side of this argument because um, – I'm but, scared um, of this argument. But, but I will tell you that as far as graphic novels go, um, I, being a comic book – you know, artist and whatever have you. Every once in a while, I actually stop by one of those little kind of places, and holy sweet mercy, how much they charge for books these days! Oh yeah, wow. those graphic twenty novel bucks books. for a graphic novel is cheap. It's cheap. Well, when yeah. it's compending a bazillion comic books, that well, you it depends. Pay, you Even pay the, less okay. for the graphic novel. That makes sense, but I don't know. Let me give you an this. example. Let me the the Halo. Do you remember the first original Halo graphic novel? There was like four collections of stories from famous graphic novel artists, like a Mobius. Mm-hmm. It was like big hardcover thing. I heard like about 20, that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That cost a uh, full retail cost like twenty four ninety five, and it was right. a pretty good graphic novel. And if that, and if, if this assuming this has anywhere near that level of quality for like fifteen but, bucks, and you get a couple little trinkets on of, the side. Out of stories not? you can invest in, aren't there better series you could put your money towards? Like, but, that but, that you're going to appreciate like saying, more. That's like saying why read the Mass Effect novels because there's better pieces of fiction out there mm-hmm. because you want to expand on the game universe and this world that you care about. 
Well, but did the Mass Effect, did Halo do that? Did the Halo graphic novel do that for you? Actually, yeah, it did. It was a nice in-between between, between uh, Halo 1 and Halo 2. And Mobius did a really good job of painting what life is like in New Mombasa for everyday people. But that doesn't, it's not relevant in the game, though, because you don't get to interact with everyday life at all in New Mombasa. It's all Warfield. Yeah, but it, 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 well, you know, something could be said for the fluff that does give you a lot of that does give you a good idea of what it's like to exist in this universe. And if you care about this universe, you want to see what the other stories are like. See how everyone else lives in this world. I'd still rather have a soundtrack CD and a statue versus what I'm getting a, in the Fallout. A statue. Thing. Well, I mean, look, look, remember this though: a statue has nothing to do with the game world. Like that right. platinum 38 poker chip is actually something that you're hunting for and you're looking for in well, the game. Well, wait, 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 actually... wait, wait. What about my Bioshock Collector's Edition? I got a Big Daddy statue that has nothing to do with the game world. Not, it's a statue. It's a physical. No, you don't. It's not. An it's actual, a representation just, of a character in the game world. A representation. That's different, though. But so is like the poker chip. It's, the you know, Manny. That's not the real poker chip from the future. <gasps> don't say that. He'll be scared. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I, I think you're kind of missed. Maybe I am. Uh, <laughs> look, it's, you know what? Having you know what makes having that, that Fallout lunch tin so cool is that, that it's, that's it's an a, awesome. So that's a good collector thing. That makes sense. It's a, it's a real functional tin, and guess what? Every single time you make a, a bottle cap mine, that lunch tin in that game looks exactly like the lunch tin that you own. Mm-hmm. It's You're actually owning a physical piece of what's inside of the game. And it's functional because well, so it holds actually, the other crap, which had the bobblehead, which is my statue, inside. So, I mean, I like that. I think that works better. That's what I'm saying. Like, you and I have completely 100% different priorities in what you want in a collector's edition. Like, for me, the Halo Reach collector's edition sounds great because there are artifacts from within the game world. They're Dr. Halsey artifacts. I'm not talking wait, about wait, the Wait, wait, wait. The Halo Reach collector's edition is a big statue. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking, no, that, that's the legendary. <laughs> that's the legendary. That's not the collector's edition. Oh, okay. <laughs> the number one just comes with Dr. Halsey's journal, her pass card, some you know some information about this stuff, and it's all about what's inside the game. You know, it's within you know, the fiction. Here, here, I'll tell you this: if the the graphic novel was instead like a novel written in the style of Fallout One and Two's manuals, which were kind of like period pieces with like actual redacted sections, and they did a lot of work to make it an authentic piece out of the world, that would appeal to me more. Than just it being a comic book. I'll be honest with you. Does that make sense? Because that would be like a piece of real thing out of the game world. I agree with you. If they yeah. did that one hundred percent, it would make it that much more valuable. I, oh. I agree completely. I think there's a certain value for people. It's like sort of like um, the StarCraft Two CE. There's all the standard stuff that you want. There's the there's a soundtrack. There's the art book. Yep. There's a comic that expands expands the fiction. But one of the real nice touches is that there's something from inside of the game. You get a replica of Drainer's of Jim Rainer's dog tags that are in the game. You know, <laughs> see, and that part appeals to me the least out of that collection. But they put so much other good stuff in there; it's still a good collection. See, and it's funny. I, I'm it's the a reverse. good broad that's space the, collection. The, I think that yeah. appeals to me the most because that's unique, and you can't get that anywhere else. I feel like I can get the soundtrack on Amazon so, or iTunes. I can get the art book at any store. I can look at the art on their website. But you know, unique pieces of thing that you sort of like make the game a virtual game that much more tangible for me mm-hmm. is is a lot more meaningful. Well, there's also a Wow Pet. I like yeah, that I'm too. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, but so I can just to sum up. Nobody's interested in any piece of the Fable Three collector set, right? Oh, that, I guess that's what it basically comes down to. Yes, but you, but that has the guild that has the coin from the in-game world, though, right? Oh come on, who walks around with a coin like what that? What the? <laughs> 
Can you tell me how the coin from Fallout and the coin here are different? That's different. That's different because you're actually seeking out that Platinum 38 chip within the wasteland. And then, hey, Michael. Michael, hey. how's your day going today? How are you doing, buddy? This is great. I can't believe all this amazing crap we have to listen to. What? Played the good games late, Michael. Okay. Okay. That's what you want. I was excited about. What? What, Manny? It came down to that. I was excited about something, and Chris said, no, that's just crap. (laughs) That's what it came down to. Yeah. This is the sort of argument we have in our forums. Did you see how much people argued about battle system tutorials? Oh, my gosh. Oh. So we just. Inane arguments. That's what we do. We're RP gamer players. That's what we do. Get over it. We're here, oh, I'm not, and we're, we're I, here, and we're annoyed. And so if you don't want to talk about it, let me ask you a question, Phil Willis. I didn't say I didn't want you to talk I, about it. I got a question for you anyway. I'm just bringing up a new point of conversation. I got a question for you anyway. What's that? Do you have any picks or avoids for this week? Uh, indeed, I do, huh? actually. Um, my pick of the week, I've been kind of going outside, I guess, the RPG bounds uh, lately. My pick of the week is, um, is, um, boy, what's it called? Dominion. Dominion. It's a, it's a card game. It's a really, really fabulous card game. Back in the day, uh, way back when the foundation of the earth was being laid down and I was in college, <laughs> um, we used to play Magic the Gathering a lot. A um, couple of, you know, Magic was fun, but one of its inherent weaknesses being a collectible card game was that you'd spend a lot of time in the stores looking for the best cards. And aside from the randomness factor that's inherent in any card game, uh, it, wasn't a, it wasn't unusual to lose to an opponent simply because he spent more money, had more cards, or, or, or whatever have you. Um, and not to mention it was just time-consuming and, and, a, and a money sink. Um, Dominion is a card game which has a lot of qualities that similar to a collectible card game. However, it is not really a collectible card game. You go out, you buy the box. It has 500 cards, uh, 25 uh, action cards, plus a number of uh, gold card or coin cards and victory cards. The, uh, and, and at the beginning of the game, you start off with some coin cards and a couple of victory cards. Now, victory cards, when they're in your hand, do absolutely nothing. But at the end of the game, the values of the victory cards are added up, and he with the most wins. So when you start off the game uh, with only ten cards in your hand, seven coins and three of these victory cards, and you draw your first few cards, you get some coins in your hand, and you spend those coins either buying larger currency cards uh, um, and or buying action cards, which uh, enable you to do a number of things. And in a way, it really brought back a lot of memories of Magic the Gathering um, with every single game because you spend your game every single turn just about. You're making a decision of what card you're going to buy next. There's, in any given game, there's 10 action cards to choose from plus the uh, higher currency, and eventually you want to start buying uh, victory cards. And every turn, you're looking uh, with whatever uh, what, with whatever currency you have to spend, you're looking to decide what card you're going to buy next to make your deck even stronger. And so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of strategy going on in your head as you're building a deck, but of course you, you've still got the randomness factors of when you shuffle the cards. I definitely like it um, because 
it doesn't matter who spends the most money. You're not you're not out buying extra decks or anything like that. You and you are playing on an equal footing with your opponent. You're both buying your cards as you're playing the game uh, with the in-game currency or whatnot. So it's got some of that magic and feel of, of Magic the Gathering, but with all all the hassle of trying to go and buy rare cards and trade with other people and, and whatnot. The game plays pretty quickly, especially once the players get accustomed to the rules. I can usually sit down and teach somebody this game uh, within. 20 to 45 minutes depending on how fast or whether they played collectible card games before or whatnot so it's it's a great entry-level game just about everybody that i've sat down with from 11 to oh, about almost 60 years old now I've, I've sat down with a number of people within those age range and and everyone i've i played with has liked it uh some some have sat there and played with me all night others liked it enough to say you know i want to try it again next weekend um and what's really also really cool about this is you can actually play it online absolutely for free. So if you want to check it out, there's a German website which has a number of board games and, and a couple of card games which can be played absolutely for free. Um, doesn't cost a thing. In fact, it doesn't even make you register just to jump in and play. Um, and it's called – I don't speak German, but it's called Brechtspielwelt. Brechtspielwelt. Thank you. That's exactly how it looks. Wow, you are good. Um, B-R-E-T-T-S-P-I-E-L-W-E-L-T. So if you do a Google on that, it should pull it right up. Or usually I just put in Dominion uh, Card Game Online German. Uh, it's a German website, and some of the words on the website are in German. But uh, as long as you specify that you're an English speaker, there's also a lot of um, – uh, the, the game itself is in English, and um, and and the menu options and whatnot are in English, though occasionally they forgot to, to translate a word here or there. Um, it's a little confusing to somebody who hasn't played a card game before. Even to a magic person, it's a little confusing at first, so I, I recommend that you watch some videos. I go to YouTube, put in Dominion. Uh, Dice Tower, they, the guy there does an excellent uh, mini review of the game while going through the basic game mechanics um, or just look Dominion Card Game on YouTube. And I, I watched a few of those before I jumped into my first game. So by the time I, I found this online thing, I was I was pretty prepared to jump in and, and play some introductory games with some other people. So I highly recommend it. It's free to play online, and if you like it a lot, you'll probably do what I did and go out and buy the card game, maybe a couple of the expansions, and, and try it with your, with your friends or your family, and they'll have a really great time. So what's the name of the website again for people? Uh, you know, you said it a lot better than I did. <laughs> no, like, spell it out for them to type into their browser. Sure. Uh, it's Brett Spielwelt. It's B as in boy, R-E-T-T, S as in Sam, P as in Paul, I-E-L. W E L T is in Tom. And wow. I believe that's all with a D E at the com. Let me just check it real fast. It's been a uh yes, it's dot D E, not dot com. So Breschspielwelt dot D E. We'll pull it up. Brechen Spiel. Oh, I don't know how you said it. You said it's Um yeah. Well, I, I just made a Breschspielwelt. But what it's I said. How, that's exactly how it's probably supposed to be. <laughs> Pronounced, you're man. Exactly I'm saying it in the in the, in, in pronunciation, and I'm going yep. to go play it now. Oh, oh my gosh! So I'm, and, and you know what? Anybody wants to play it uh, with me or have me talk them through oh, the first? These are the people who did Carcassonne. Yeah, uh, well, they have a Carcassonne online game too. By the way, that's nice. also a really great game. I haven't actually had a chance to play that with somebody else. Oh, though. I see. So, um, 
but I wouldn't mind playing a game of that and seeing how well it, how well the online implementation works. I will say with Dominion, uh, I was impressed with the online implementation. They've got all 25 of the cards from the original series, plus they okay. have five of the cards from each of the three expansions that are currently out. Each expansion, uh, the first two expansions had 25 cards. The, the third one had 12, so only a fraction of the expansions really, but it, it still adds a lot to the games. It's it's kind of like Magic the Gathering, the fact that you know a couple of new cards really can can. You'll need Java to play this, play. by the way, for people wondering. And um, the publisher, the actual board game version is Rio Grande Games. Um, mm. So and, check and, that out. And I will say that. Um, I will say that they do have they have like a link where you can download a client uh, and and if you do like this game I highly recommend you go ahead and download it because that way your computer doesn't have to download all that Java information every single time you jump on a play with somebody or whatnot. So I, I personally use the client and, and and you don't have to even with the client you don't have to create a permanent sign on. In fact, when it asks you to log in, all you do is just type in any name that comes off the top of your head. And unless someone's registered that particular name, it'll let you get right into the game without a password. Will it actually uh, sell us cards in the U.S. or can you only buy them in German currency? Car the, the the cards in the online game are absolutely free, but I mean the well, whole online. Why are they saying Dominion buy? Oh. That the board. Oh, okay. They're selling to the buy the game. actual board game. Yeah, and, and I got the, um, I got the uh, in stores the Dominion game, the core game, and I think even most of the expansions are around forty fifty bucks. But I got it on Amazon for like thirty right. four or something like that. That's awesome. It's pretty popular. So Amazon doesn't have the best board game collection, but they do have Dominion. It's, it's pretty popular. And if anybody wants to play with me, just look me up on Skype. JC Serpent Seven, the number seven, not the word seven, and. Yeah. Um, and just text me that you want to try this, and because I I really do end up having to talk people through the first time because their client isn't exactly the most intuitive piece of technology out there, especially since some of the words uh, on the front page are in German. But once you get in it, you're good to go. And once you learn the basic game rules, it's fascinating how <clears throat> how the game switches up every time. Like there's ten action cards when you start, and most of those action cards will help put more cards in your hand, put more currency in your hand, or give you uh, essentially more actions to take extra turns. Um, but in one game, you may have a bunch of uh, attack cards to play with, which can help put penalties on your opponents or hinder their gameplay experience. Um, you may have moats, moat cards available, which allow you to, pr to provide protection against those attacks. But it's really interesting when there's no moats and it just becomes an attack fest with players. But uh, you may play another game where there's no attack cards at all. Uh, you may play a game where currency is harder to, harder to come by for whatever reason. So every game that you play, just switching out a couple of the cards from, from the 30 or so that's available from the online library, uh, just switching out a couple. We usually play random games, and we have to spend at least uh, – even though we know the game inside and out now, we have to spend a few minutes looking at what game, what cards are on the table this time because it definitely forces you to change your strategy. And that's one of the things that really keeps this game real fresh. I can't believe they're doing this for free. They've also got Puerto Rico up here. They've got Carcassonne up here that you could play. Settlers of Catan you can play. It's crazy. Yeah, probably just yeah. can't chat with anybody because they're probably all German. But they're all they're, yeah. They 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 got the, the rooms are set up to where some are with English titles, and I would say, I would say if I'm playing with random people, I usually if I go into a, a room with an English title, I'm usually playing with English people. Though occasionally a German guy will will stop by and start speaking you know the German, uh, and I'll have no clue what he's saying. But um, but. Yeah, we don't we don't chit chat a whole lot with the online games. I personally just like to play with friends, anyways. I don't play with too many random people unless I'm really bored. So this is a cool site. Everyone go check it out. Brettspielvelt.de. 
Phil, I disagree with your assessment. Let's argue about it. Let's argue about it. That's right. That's what we do here. Um, Michael, do you did you have any picks or avoids for this week? My pick of the week is my PSP. Ah, <gasps> bless me. Because it's been fixed. Oh, okay. So remember, Michael told us that his screen had some sort of liquid damage to it last week. Yeah, so. um, my guess was mold. Um, apparently, when I was freelancing somewhere last year, it managed to. It was sitting on on the desk, and someone had spilled their coffee, and I didn't notice, and I did everything I could to clean it, but obviously I could never get inside. So my theory is that the coffee got into the screen and started to mold. Mm, fun. Very, very awesome. So I took it to a local place. Uh, there's a plan trade right across from our office. So I went there, and they're... This originally started because I was talking about my Wii, which everybody has already heard about, but they were like, oh, we fix, you know handhelds and consoles and i'm like well you know i kind of have this psp but it's not that bad and then i brought it into work one day and i can't remember why and the screen was just horrid so i took it to them they're like oh yeah sure we'll just take it apart clean it up see what we can do and i'll let you know great walked away they you know called them back the next day like yeah we can't open your psp I'm like, uh-oh. Nice, because it's from Japan. Because it's from Japan, it has the top has two torque screws for some reason. Um, the U.S. screws don't have those. Not of this size, because apparently they're very small. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm looking at them now, and compared to the... They're basically the size, if you look at the bottom of your PSP and you have that really tiny screw, it's like the same size, but it's a torque. Okay. And they, they didn't have them. So they had to find some. You and can then, cheat those with a, a small Phillips flathead, too. Uh, no, not these. That is way too small. I couldn't... I mean, I tried... I mean, I was able to get the Phillips off the flathead. I couldn't get any leverage at all on these. Not they with were Phillips, too small. I'm sorry, with a small flathead. Um, yeah, ooh. Yeah, you need one of the really, really, really small flatheads for those if you're going to try and anyway. cheat that. Yeah, yeah I, I... I'm so looking at mine right now. <laughs> right, because we have the same one. Yeah. And we, uh, so they can't open it. Great. They said it'll be a week. I'm like, okay, whatever. I, Wait, it'll PSP be a week is... and we can't open it. What were they going to do? Just pray over it for a while and hope it got better? I... Hmm. Well, no, they said it'll take a week to get the screwdriver. So oh. I'm just, you know, I can I wait. And I'm like, Are you already oh, special ordering that screwdriver? Uh, no, because I didn't really look into it. It was tired one night and that's when I, because it was like spur of the moment. It was late night. I oh, remember I giving you a screen. link to where you could buy one. So Yeah, that was three days after. Oh, all right. I was thinking I should get my own, but I didn't know what it was. And you were like, oh, it's right here. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, but they already have the PSP. So then they're like, they call me a week later. And they're like, yeah, it's going to be three weeks from when you turned it in now because they can't, they can't get the screens in. At this point, I'm like, you know, it sat in my bag since Norwest Con, which was at Easter. So I don't really care. You want to take it another week and a half? Fine. That's fine. I don't care. So they called me a day after it was been three weeks. Like, yeah, it's all done. I'm like, oh, sweet. And they're like, yeah, and since it took so long, we'll knock like 20 or 30 bucks off the price. You pay 25 deposit, pay five more bucks, it's yours. I'm like, oh, wow. Because I've been looking up, you know, just buying a a PSP 2000 screen, and they're like $40. So I'm like, wow, what a deal. So I go there, and it, it's just, it's so pretty. I'm so happy again. Because now, I mean, I've had the circles for 
what six months, but mm. they were just getting worse and worse. Yeah. So but yeah, looks great. Do you actually? Do you, is your pick actually just your PSP? No, well, I, because I wanted to play my PSP to play Dissidia, I'm gonna actually have to go with Dissidia. Dissidia is your pick, so you're pro Dissidia, yes. huh? I am very pro to city. I finally right. got into it and understand how you level and you get the different characters and the equipment and how everything is cross. Um, so, like, Cloud gets a sword, then Cecil can use it kind of thing. It's very cool. Um, it's basically going to be... It's, it's The fighting itself, I just keep forgetting about buttons, and I know that'll come. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I really... I'm really getting into Cydia. But I did knock my gamer... You're supposed to check how much you play, and I did not from hardcore to average because I don't think I'll be playing like 60 battles a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if it does, I'll bump it back up. Apparently, it affects. All right, how do you explain this? When you're when you're playing the game, there's a chocobo, and it walks around and tries to get experience and items and things for you just randomly as you go through the game. And the hardcore means there's less of them. You have to work harder, but you get more when you get there. And average is, well, you get them more often, but they're okay. And then easy is, well, you just get them all the time, but they suck. So I kind of went to average because they started saying, yeah, every 60 games you get a bonus. I'm like, that's a lot of fighting. <laughs> but yeah, loving it. If you haven't picked it up and you have a PSP, I highly recommend it. Cool beans. I have it, just haven't started playing it yet. Well, you um, probably there's catch no up online, is there? No. Of course not. That I've seen. That would make sense. <laughs> well, you know, it does have... Can can I just get you into like a real fighting game like Street Fighter? We could play that. I'm not good at Street Fighter. You don't have to be good. Neither am I. Oh well, then I guess it's okay. <laughs> it's like hey, I'm thirty not good bucks either. for Super we... Street Fighter Four right now. Get on a PS3 and let's go. Oh, all of us. Right. So all of us, because I really suck. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently PS3 is the platform for Street Fighter Four. I don't know how that yeah, happened. That's... That's the one that everyone's getting it on. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I've been looking at technical differences, and it looks like the 360 version is slightly superior, but nobody cares. It's just PS3 just became the platform. Is it because of the free online? Do you know what what's up with that? Maybe free online, maybe the D-pad if you're just using the normal. If you're just doing the D-pad, yeah. Right. I have to get a converter for my stick if I'm going to play it on PS3, so i got to figure that out. i got to do some stick. modding. So what's your pick? My pick is... Um, let's see. What did I play yeah, this week? Hot. I'm going to pick Scott Pilgrim. Okay. The, the comic or the, the comic. Okay. Um, I don't know about the movie. I, the, the trailer is what got me into the comic. So I saw the trailer and it looked funny. And I'm going to pick the comic, Scott Pilgrim. If you haven't read this series, it's great. It's full of video game references, but it's manga style action set in, a, set in Canada in a, in a kid's life who's just graduated college like a year or two out and he gets a girlfriend and it turns out he needs to defeat her seven evil boyfriends so you need to did you say canada yeah it's set in canada sold that's all you need to hear hear? (laughs) so um i I don't want to say too much about it because it just kind of spoils how the book flows but yeah go go pick up the first one it's on amazon it's like seven bucks for the book go go pick it up you read it for an hour or so and then uh you know then you'll probably want the second one it's very funny, and like I said, tons of video game references. Anything that references Tales of Monkey Island is a great thing. Or just Monkey Island, I guess, rather. And Ask uh, me about Loom. <laughs> and this book does reference Monkey Island, so uh, highly recommended. And Because the only other thing I played this week was Monster Hunter Try, and um, so... Oh, wait, I yeah. played Beat Hazard and enjoyed the heck out of that, too. 
That was good. What, did, what, what platform is that on? I played it on PC. It's also oh, on right. like um, Xbox Live Indies. Is one of the indie games on Xbox Live. That's really good too, but that's not a RPG or anything either. But hmm, I suppose neither is Scott Pilgrim. Cool, homie. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, all right. Um, who's left? Nobody. Let's end this I thing. I think that's it. Oh, that's it? Manny doesn't play games. Didn't you? Did you do anything? Uh, I don't know. I guess I was in LA the other day, and Capcom had this thing, and I oh. sort of like wandered over there. Oh yeah! <laughs> God, you almost ended without it. I was gonna kill you. <laughs> this uh, so yeah, uh, Capcom had like a little mini pre E three press event where they showed off a few of their games, and I uh, wandered by, and I checked out uh, Okami then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah, I think we care quite a bit, actually. I played this Just at Tokyo Game Show, but you've probably played a better, bigger build, and I want to hear what you did. Uh, not really. It was actually surprisingly short. It felt like very much like an E3 demo. It's like, was it just going to have just like a tutorial mode where you learned here's how you fight, here's how you build uh, no, a bridge? I, just sort of, I, I start off in a, in a little tower, and I made way to the first dungeon, and it ended with a big, gigantic frog monster. Oh, that's better than what I played. Yeah, definitely. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, um, in case you're wondering, uh, it looks fantastic. That art style really lends itself well to the three, to the DS, and it's you the almost kind of, said the 3DS, didn't you? I almost did. <laughs> the 3DS, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> 3D. I mean, the art style looks great because you know a lot of times uh, 3D games on the DS look blocky and they look chunky, but that so that thick uh, black outline that all the art style has. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, you know, it's sort of, it's very simple. Lots of, like, muted colors and sort of, like, simple textures on the on the characters themselves that, by design. Makes it look fantastic. Nice. And it, it, it plays like uh, like the old school Game Boy Advance uh, Zelda games. Remember, you sort of very smooth using the D-pad, one button attacks, one button sort of jumps, that kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Um, and then one stick so- to draw stuff. Uh no 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 you well yeah you use the stylus to draw uh, either the left trigger or the right trigger pulls down the palette or is that what it's called the palette of the canvas and then you canvas, just draw probably. directly and you just draw directly on it to do whatever action you want so I ended up doing that a lot so you're gonna have to end up playing the game with the with the stylus in your hand the whole time is this would this be a good time for people to find that old thumb stylus that came with the original DS <laughs> no because you need it you need your you need a stick oh. yeah. So like, uh, let me see. You can jump on the, on the face buttons. You jump. You can attack. There's a what else? You can. Oh, there's a character who always rides on your back, like one of the little village kids. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. there's a, there's an attack to have him jump. There's a button to have him jump off and jump on. So yeah, the, everything seems pretty busy. So you really do need that stylus to draw. They actually some of those mechanics where you like have to manage you and him separately at the same oh, yeah, time. Yeah. Sort I of did, stuff. I did. So it's kind of I like did a, one of those puzzles. Zelda like that. Like Phantom Hourglass, or yeah, uh, well, I guess kind of like um, I don't know. I didn't play the I didn't play the one with Zelda. I'm just assuming that there's some of that going on, and in, in the one where you not Zelda. What's the one? What's the one that just came out? Uh, uh train something. Trains is do, Spirit don't, tracks. You have to, don't you have to like do stuff with two characters at the same time? In that? <laughs> we think of the age, we just get trains. You have to manage the ghost and stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of yeah. things. Yeah, where you had to manage different things. At the did you play that one, Michael? Only in demo form. Not interested. The first cell I've actually skipped. Wow. You know, it's weird because I um it felt it was very much like an E three type demo. You know, you, yeah. you play for like ten minutes and then you're done. Yep. I, there's not much I really can say. Because right. I, I feel like I got what I it's kind of those one of the things you have to try yourself. It's 
you get a good feel for it. You say like, oh, okay, the controls work. It looks fantastic. The story was very light. It still does that little like Animal Crossing kind of mm-hmm. talking thing. Yeah. So, but the, the story felt very unintrusive. It was just straight up. You're in a little mini Okami world. You run around, draw little, draw little things, bring back colors of the world, uh, fill in cherry blossoms. It felt like it was hitting all the notes, and like immediately, I was having fun and I was enjoying it a lot more than I ever had with uh, the first Okami. It just felt more natural, just drawing on that screen and painting. All right. So, so yeah, just just straight. If you if, since there's not enough time to really get a good impression, my own a deep impression, my initial impression will be that I enjoyed it and I want to play more. I'm very excited. Hmm. Did so, you play Okami? Uh, the like like a little bit of the first one, like half of it. Okay. Did you get what bored you... with it? Uh, it's just you know, sometimes you don't really don't. It's not that you hate a game; it's just something else comes out, and then something else comes out, and something uh-huh. else comes out, and before you know, it's been six months, a year before you. Cause Cause I don't lost. know. My impression of this one is, is that you know that's not really going to offer much that the first one didn't. That's fair, so it's but it's more the same. Is what it seems like to me. But it's very cute and it's portable. Yes, it's cute and portable, but. I don't get to play portable games that much. So, I'll limit, well, it's true. I agree with you that it, but at the same time, it's it's impressive that it it matches up to that old PS2 game that was so highly regarded, and it's not disappointing in the least from what little I've seen of it. All right, cool beans. Um, in case you're interested, I also checked out some other Capcom games. I saw. I just I'll just mention them really quickly. If you don't care, I'll go keep on going. Do it. Do it. No, go uh, for it. Dead Rising Two, I played that in co in co op. Um, Sengoku Basara, I tried no, no, that. Now you played all these Capcom games. You didn't go to Hawaii, did you? No, I felt like I was getting the scraps from Hawaii. Is this it was, is, a, was that what this was like? Yeah, it, you it was go at a hotel. You know where the Santa Monica Pier is? Yeah, it was in a hotel, like slightly off of that. Okay, so but you got to play all the same games they had out there, right? Yeah, but I didn't get to go to Hawaii for two days. Well, no, it's just it just adds credence to that argument that there was really no reason for Capcom to do any of that crap and they could have avoided all the journalistic integrity issues by just renting that hotel, hotel next to the beach yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is what they did it's interesting okay so what else did you play Dead Rising okay, so, 2 you looking forward to that one um not really okay did you it's play just it first the, I played a little not, the, not really played the first one so maybe okay. I'm missing the point of the second one yeah that's fair enough uh, Sengoku Basra which is uh, a Dynasty Warriors but pretty Ooh, it's not an insult. That's harsh. It's just, just that's exactly what it is. It's a Dynasty Warriors. Is it a new okay. series? Or is yeah. It, um, okay. It's it's like a samurai warriors type thing where you're running around Japan and you're like play famous Japanese. It's sort of like that j- making Japanese history game that Yahoo has or something. <laughs> you right. run around with uh, historical figures and you beat people up. All right. Well, are and, there any, uh, there are no other Basura games? It's the first Basura game. I th- um, I think it is. I could be mistaken. I think there's no two or three at the end of it. Yeah, that helps. There will uh, be. This is Capcom. Remember yeah. that. I tried out Ghost Trick. Have you heard of that? That mm, sounds familiar. It's um, it's made by the guys who did. It's made from the creator of Phoenix Wright. But I can't remember what it's about. Oh, oh, apparently Devil Kings on the PS2 was the first one. So this is a continuation of the Devil Kings franchise. Oh, all right. So, so, so what's yeah. Ghost Trick about? Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, from the creator of uh, Phoenix Wright, you, you're basically a dead guy, and you need to stop. You need to save people's lives and st- prevent murders by affect, affecting the world around you. So you like you'll inhabit like a, a a bell or something, and you'll ring the bell to prevent prevent a guy from shooting somebody, or you'll <laughs> okay. 
I'm being serious. Literally, that's what happened. Is I, it a text it, adventure or an action game or something? It's a else? puzzle. It's like a puzzle game, it's an environmental puzzle game. Puzzle okay. game. So you sort of like warp from place to place, trying to affect the world around you, so that you can prevent bad things from happening to people. All right. And uh, I tried the Mega Man Zero Collection, which is, which compiles the first four games on the DS. Ah. Okay. Are those so, those play like classic Mega Man or Mega Man X? Um. They used to play like zero old school GBA games. Old school GBA games. I guess zero yeah. is its own thing, huh? All right. Yeah, I think so. Well, I, I'm not really a Mega Man expert, so I don't know. Neither am I. I <laughs> felt so lost, but I felt obligated to play. Well, you're the guy a blue guy like, and you shoot stuff. You know, like when PR people hand you the next game on the rotation, you're like, oh, I guess I'm playing Mega Man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, it's all, it all good. Uh, yeah, that was basically it. Was very light, just like maybe five or six games. I, it, what I was most impressed with was, of course, Okami. Then and the Ghost Trick was surprisingly fun. I can see it has a great art style, and um, it's kind of it's, it's strange though. I hate to, I don't want to. It seems like a one trick pony. Like if you play it once, there's like absolutely no replay value because you know where to jump to, where to jump to, where to jump to, what to what power to activate at what time. But uh-huh. at least once through, it should be interesting. Cool. That is cool. I think that wraps up our what we've been playing for the week. You had something to talk about regarding our readers, though, didn't you? Um, yeah, since the three of us will be in LA, I don't know if we have any local RP Gamer fans. Mm, so you say we should do a meetup. At the very least, I'm thinking we could hijack another meetup. Ooh. Like, let's say uh, 1UP has a meetup or something. We could just go <laughs> crash just, their well, meetup. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think you want to do that because you'd be like, oh, I there only five people for me and 50,000 for them. So I'm going to want to... Oh, it'll know. be depressing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> or we will pick a smaller site. Well, no. I mean, who's, who's doing meetups that we could hijack? Like, cheap-ass gamer, are they doing one? That'd be a good one to, to crash. Or Rebel FM. Oh, we can even send them an email. Hey, yo, it Rebel could be like FM. a joke. Well, I'm thinking of one that most of us follow, but I... I... We can, is like, there one that email. most of us follow? Are the drunken is there, is gamers? It... Ooh, what about Joystick? Oh, they'll have a billion people, won't they? Hmm. Yeah. That's too bad. That's drunken the problem. Gamers, when you're playing... The drunken gamers would be funny. Are... Wait, wait, what? Drunken, drunken gamers. gamers have... They're not going to E3. I don't know. No, no. I, <laughs> I'm telling you, they're not going to E3. They don't have press credentials. They're not going to. So E3. we need we need a PAX meetup with them. They, they do Midwest me? Gaming Classic. That's their gaming convention. They don't oh, do yeah. they don't do PAX and they don't do what? I thought oh, they you, know, you just was... want to go drinking with people, don't you, Mike? Yes, he does. Yes. And and you're looking at drunken gamers. They probably do drinking. <laughs> they, they, they know how to drink, right? Yes, Let's uh, do that. They they know how to do it a lot better than I do. So yeah. Well, I'll, I'm just throwing it out there because in case any SoCal RP, RP Gamer fans are interested, let yeah, us know. Yeah, if anyone has any ideas, um, I'm thinking Monday would be a good day for a meetup given the oh, complete yeah. lack of things we might be doing. Um, yeah. Don't expect us to buy you drinks, though. It's not that kind of meetup. <laughs> we're, we're not one up here. I don't know. Chris has got money. Uh, Chris right, is spending that bar. money. Uh, Chris, there you go. We're renting out an entire bar. Chris is doing it. That's right. Thanks, Chris. No. No. Uh, Sarcastic Gamer's doing a meetup, but theirs is for charity, so we probably shouldn't crash theirs. <laughs> They're selling tickets, actually, to, to Fox, Fox, Fox Sports Grill in uh, for support of Extra Life. So I was actually oh, thinking nice. of trying to do that. I was thinking maybe we oh. should actually participate in that. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Would oh, be you know, cool. um, the PlayStation blog meetup, a lot of people crashed it. Um, the IGN people showed up. The Joystick people showed up. Uh, Spencer from Silicon Era showed up. So the IGN, you said? No, um, no, to the Sony PlayStation. Sony PlayStation. Up. Oh, okay. Everyone, and well, then that's the, not really the, crashing. That's just everyone's there, isn't it? Yeah. So let's do that. 
Um, how do we get into that? Didn't you need to get into that somehow? I don't know. I guess we could say we're press and we're famous. Let us in. Or the Kotaku one. Well, how did you get into it? As I, I'm asking you, how did you get into it last year? I waited in line. You waited in line. Didn't you wait in line and then we had like the bands waiting for us? Mm-hmm. Oh, he got. Oh. He waited in line because he by doing it he got an, uh, uh, an a band for the E3 press conference, right? I guess. I think I so. Oh. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, you, you were trying to get into the press conference, and then we had your press conference credentials. So. Yeah. Already, so it's kind of waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> but you had oh, fun and... with free food. No, all right, all right. What are you doing? What are you saying? Oh, the Kotaku one, the the the, the, the Golden Gopher, the giant bomb guys were there. All the Kotaku people were there. IGN people showed up. It was mm. like a happening who's who. A happening who's who, huh? But you all have right. to be over twenty-one. You have to be over twenty-one. Oh, let's crash I think that. We just try to do something on Monday. I don't think we really need a big thing. Oh, I'm just throwing it out there. Throwing it it could there. be fun. Um, yeah, we could meet up with all the RP gamer readers at uh, whatever Bethesda is doing this year. Um. I love it. <laughs> it's just gonna be so sad if one guy shows up. You're like, hey, dude, what's up? <laughs> See, only one, only one with press credentials. That'd be sad. Oh, and finally, um, I uh, I have word that I will be attending Anime Expo as press. So. I'd, nice. I'd also be interested in knowing who, who from our, any of our RPK Marines will be attending Anime Expo. I know it's like one of the biggest anime conventions in the in the world, and I'm guessing a lot of people will make the effort to come to Los Angeles for that. So I'd be willing to do something with some people during Anime Expo. Mm-hmm. When is that? Um, it's two weeks after E3. Now oh, okay. I know, I know for where is that? Where is that? L.A. Convention Center. L.A. All right, I know L.A. has RP Gamer readers. I've looked at the charts. I know L.A. has readers. So. Right, for one of these, yeah, the Google, the Google thing. Oh right, right. Google Analytics. It tells us Brazil, L.A. Oh, dude, you gotta give me that account. <laughs> I've been wondering about this. <laughs> and uh, where else? Somewhere in, I don't know, somewhere weird. And uh, lots of people in Brazil, though. And so we we should be able to find people in L.A. So you better show up, people, or else I don't know. We'll cry. Yeah, probably. We'll take videos of Chris crying. Yeah. <laughs> HD crying. That'd be great. Uh, HD crying. No one came to see me. I think our fans are bored of it at this point. <laughs> I think yeah, I think they're bored of us too. I think we're like, bored eh. of this podcast, really. So let's uh let's wrap it up. Thanks for joining us today. Deals Once again of the to... day. Whoa, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> Derailed. <laughs> what are the deals of the day, Phil? Well, since we were talk see you all were talk, we were all talking about Super Street Fighter Four. Yes. So even though it's not an RPG, I just feel the need to mention that I know lots of RP gamers are gonna want to get online and play with us very bad people, uh, who are very bad at this game so they can kick our butts over and over again. If they do it at Amazon, they get a ten dollar gift certificate. That's right, and it's already for- and it's like ten bucks off, so it's like thirty bucks, yeah. and you get a ten dollars gift certificate. How, How can, can you, you beat that? that? You can't, be, you can't beat that. Yep, yep, yep. We'll have a Super special Street RP Gamer tournaments since mm. we can host tournaments uh, locally. We could run tournaments, RP Gamer tournaments. Really? Oh, yeah. Cool. There you go. And Mass Effect Two and Dante's Inferno also have ten dollars gift certificates on Amazon. Direct to Drive has the Mass Effect bundle for sixty four ninety five. Borderlands for twenty nine ninety five. Go Gamer has Demon Souls for thirty nine ninety. That's twenty dollars off. And Risen for thirty four ninety. That's fifteen dollars off. And Impulse has Echelon Book Two for eighteen seventy two. That's an indie developed RPG on the PC, and that's about twenty five percent off. And Mass Effect Two for thirty seven dollars and a couple of coins. Wow. And last but not least, and it's non RPG, but if you don't have this, you're just a really silly person. Get your free copy of Portal. It ends May twenty fourth on Steam. That's yes, right. seriously, you and I have that. Yeah, what are you thinking? Yeah. Why don't you have that? 
Gotta Why should have I it. have that? Uh, do you? Oh my goodness, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like I asked him if he had it, and he like apparently already had it, and he was told me, and I didn't get the message, so I asked him later, and he was really annoyed. I got it. I got, got it. Okay, I got yeah. it. Let oh, me ask you another question, it. Michael. You played it? No. No. <laughs> Shortest, shortest, it. fantastic game ever. Like the most high ratio of fun to time in any game ever. I, I haven't started it. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't installed it. I haven't even installed it. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So everyone go. Oh, also, he Phil didn't message this, mention this, but uh, split seconds only forty nine ninety nine, and you get ten dollars back. So if you want racing, Michael and I are looking to get in that one. Yeah, probably. Probably. All right, so let's uh, let's let's wrap up. I've got a 3D dot game heroes copy to go pick up, and you've all got um, things to do like email us at podcast.rpgamer.com, send us an audio file at podcast.rpgamer.com, call us at 608-729-4098, or message us in the message boards and the latest updates thread, and we will respond to your feedback right here on the show. Like you heard earlier, we love talking to you, and we love seeing you like the show. So if you have any suggestions, of course, pass those on as well. Until then, we'll catch you next week gearing up for e3 it's just gonna get better and better and better until then play your copy of let's see it's gonna come out this ah that's right this week hex's force comes out so go check that out and let us know how it was all right mm. Mm. all right you should have a review I, on that very I, soon we should have a review all right or or, or, or save your money and just wait yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until next week everybody bye bye later bye.